And we have a Cleveland Moto podcast. We are coming to you, and now we are dropping them. I'm sure you've noticed there's really no delay. It's the closest thing you can get to. It's not live, but it's not dead either. It's a undead cast. <laughs> Instantaneous. It's as soon as we're done, it goes to the ether. It goes to you folks. So we're recording this on Friday evening, you know, starting at 7.45. You're probably going to start listening to it Eastern Standard Time at like 11.30 or midnight or whenever we get back from the bar. The, uh, With your coffee the next Saturday morning. You could if you want to wait that long. Um, we have had a number of people come into the shop that have said that they do listen to the podcasts in their entirety. I want to give you a um, note from the commander. That is not the prescribed dosage. <laughs> Just like any good drug, you're supposed to break this in half. Public service announcement. Yeah, don't try to go for the whole thing. Just don't. Take it in halves. You know, for commuting. I, yeah, for commuting purposes. We don't want you to be late for work because you you're listening to a bunch of dumb shits. Are saying that if you overdose on this shit, you'll be in rehab? No, you'll be here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, you'll be here. The, uh, to my immediate left is... Pete Hemphling. With the dangerously hot lines. And to his left... Johnny Mack. And to his left... Johnny Chrome. And... Oscar. And... Chris Smith. And back... Cameron. How was your time in Haiti? <laughs> it was terrible, man. There was like a really awful earthquake. There was like, it was just hundreds dead, like seventeen and a half dollars in property damage. It was just. <laughs> well, we're glad that you went there to help prop up the economy and bought all their small motorcycles. Yeah, good for you. It was well done. And then to his left. Oh my God! Come on, come on, crickets. crickets. Hello. Your name is. <laughs> Okay, well, Renee will be leaving it's shortly. Renee, Voice of America. The Voice of yeah. <laughs> The Timid Badger. <laughs> I have never heard someone who sounds like they want to be here live. <laughs> well, Chris Smith, if you're familiar with the podcast, Chris Smith. Right, well, well oh, Renee yeah. is literally giving the verbal representation of every wife in podcast land who has to suffer through our shit. Yeah, do, do just because to? they made it. They mad at. God damn it. I'm leaving in 10 minutes. Exactly. The behavior of every wife. (laughs) You're enjoying your podcast, honey. That's great. I'm going to go fuck the neighbor. (laughs) Back in an hour and a half. Yeah, that's it. And and to his left. I got to call Mrs. Smith. I'll be right back. It doesn't bother me at all. Just tell the motherfucker to replenish my beer. (laughs) (laughs) And to her left. Sparky. That's right. And uh, your humble narrator, Phil Waters. I got a comment right now. Like, fired up. Everybody has a cool nickname here except me. We got Sparky. We got the Timid Badger. <laughs> we got Chris Smith, which sounds like Christmas, so obviously. We got Johnny Chrome. We got Oscar. We got Waters. I mean, everything's cool. Oscar's I got to be like Pete. Oh, my God. Pete. 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 Yeah. Pete. Repeat. Yeah. And Sleepy Cinch. Yeah, Sleepy's got his nickname. Yeah, just start calling you Other Pete. Because, like, everybody knows, like, six Pete's. Right. Maybe that's just me. But there's Well, no, but the whole idea would be even funnier if he's Other Pete. Yeah. And there really isn't another Pete. There's not Other Pete. Yeah. Stacking the deck. That's better than repeat. You know, it's like. I like Other Pete. Yeah. Okay, well, boom. Cameron just hit it. I think that's fair. Mexican Pete. Petri So. On your Arduino-controlled uh, turn signal controller we were talking about, and then you brought in your Arduino-controlled uh, heater, your uh, impedance heater, right? Oh, the inductive heater. Inductive, inductive, yeah, yeah. The inductive heater. Uh, one of our podcast listeners said, I just heard the discussion on your podcast regarding the Arduino turn signal controller. I've done something similar, though wiring mine isn't simply uh, as, as simp- simple as plugging it into the flasher connector. Here's a link to the description, the description on my crappy blog for what it's worth. 
And it turns out Rowdy's motorcycle blog has got uh, his way. He says, I wasn't as confident in the Arduino's ability to source the amount of current the turn signals might need, so I used some external transistors to drive the turn signals. I also opt I opto-isolated the inputs. Hold on. Sound of me pushing my glasses up my fucking nose. Uh, because he just... He just completely... Is he writing this email from inside of a locker? He might be. (laughs) It's a cry for help. Uh, Additionally, I knocked down the supply voltage to well within the limits of the Arduino's built-in voltage regulator. I found out the hard way that you can fry the Arduino if the voltage goes much above 12 volts. Mm. This turn signal controller actually lasted a couple of years. I think it may have eventually overheated, which makes sense. Setting it on top of the oil tank probably wasn't a great idea. <laughs> Still two years of use before overheating isn't that bad. Good. I'm going to include this guy's link in the show notes if anybody wants to take a look at maybe uh, confabulating their own Arduino-based turn signal flasher so they can run LEDs instead of incandescent bulbs without having all the resistances. Uh, and I just happen to be looking today because of what I do and everything, that there's all kinds of like strobing flashers and uh, controllers that you can buy. I mean, for like 20 bucks on Amazon and stuff. So you could have like your, instead of just having blinky blinky turn signals, you could have them going different, like seven function. You can you can control up to seven, eight lights on your, you could totally deck your bike out like a cop bike if you wanted. Or just have And we know just the guy. And that's the good thing about the Arduinos. They're open source and you can find people that are already done like different styles of different flashing. Different builds up, right, right. And you can just download it and... I That's think, fantastic. I think Sparky yeah. and I or Sparky came up with the best idea ever. Which one? For those lights. We're gonna we're gonna outfit James Scooter sidecar rig with those lights, but not tell him. Just have him underneath it. it. The first time he rolls in somewhere <laughs> yeah. where we're all at, yeah. he's gonna have the remote and, and just, like, just go full pink and yeah. Make it flash and so speaking of pink, you guys saw what I was riding this afternoon. Uh, so we have in our shop what is that? What year is that, Shadow? O2, it's an O2, right? I can't so. believe I walked by that and didn't even see it. Now looking at it, I'm like, wow. Standing out. Sounds yeah. from the big pink. It is. It is definitely. It is like a the Mary Kay Cosmetics motorcycle. If you don't sell enough Mary Kay for the Cadillac, that's what you get. You get the Mary Kay Honda Shadow 750. But it came in with, uh, and the reason I want to bring this up is, there are times when it is better to replace than rebuild. And this was one of those times. Oh, yeah. And never has a situation in our workshop presented itself so fucking obviously yeah. as it was presented as making a strange noise. And boy, <laughs> it made a strange noise. Yeah. Top end weird noise. It yeah. was a very weird noise, especially when you consider how robust VT750s normally are. They're really unkillable motors. They're really good bikes. And they've used that motor for ages. In the early 80s, probably 83 or 84 was the first time they were kicking around a Shadow 750. So I know we had an 83 Shadow 500. So I think it couldn't have been too much after that. But it was making an odd noise. And when you guys were... Once the decision was made to replace the motor, as Mm -hmm. opposed to rebuilding it, Mm -hmm. then what did you discover? Oh, uh, first thing... You know, drain the coolant to get the engine out. There's no coolant in the engine. So the, drain, the radiator, literally about maybe two tablespoons like both, of coolant comes both, out. Like both ounces of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if somebody would have done something like, oh, dude, you're not a real man if you don't rebuild that engine from the ground up, you would have been fucked. Who oh, knows what's wrong up there? Yeah. I mean, this bike was run without coolant for a long time. 
probably since the radiator was taken off to give it the pink paint job. Yeah. I'm thinking when that bike uh, got hmm. torn apart and made into the hello fuck you over there, you know? <laughs> look, I don't hate hello the fact shitty. that it's pink. It's yeah. just I hate all the stuff they tacked onto it to make it look like an extra in a Pee Wee Herman. The white Fostrich side uh, <laughs> yeah. seats. You Speaking know? of some strange I've never seen before, maybe somebody else has seen it. Johnny Crumb's never seen either. I, I never noticed there that. There is a smash bird on the frame right where the, the, the frame tubes come together. Not, not, not dissimilar to the Goldwing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's like part of You're talking an actual bird? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. stamped no, no, no. into the steel. Like steel bird, not a real Forge. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, not a lot not a no, not no, a live wait. bird what yeah. has been smashed. I have to ask a question first. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be live anymore. No. Does it look like somebody had a metal stamp and stamped no. it? No. Or does it look like it's factory? In, it's embossed out. Yes. It's embossed oh. out. I've never it's seen it like out. Before. So, so it was, Honda. It was a casting. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. Neck, no, the necks are forgings. Is what they are. They're, they're okay, forging. Yeah. yeah. So I did not know that. I've, I've worked on my share of I've ET never 750s. noticed it. Now I'm going to have to Now we're going to look at all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me see. To see if there's an eagle. Yeah. I mean, look, Honda I wonder has, if it's got something to do. Those were the, the, the American, the certain models of American Classic are made in. But I thought it was all the 1100s. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think it made it down to the 750s. I, I didn't think, but I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I just, that's why I started saying. I wonder if it has to do with the ones that were made in yeah. the states. I don't know. Yeah. Ah, interesting. So yeah, it's not something you'd miss. It's like three inches across. It's a pretty decent size. Interesting. I wasn't yeah. familiar with it. Just like yeah. a little yeah. Easter egg, like because you'd never see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that's cool. In the tire, that's my nose. Putting the other tire, I'm like, oh look, that's interesting. It's a little Easter egg on a big Easter egg. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, Honda has. With their use of the wing icon, like Honda has owned that bird iconography for a very long time. Um, there have been Honda birds. Remember, there's Moto Guzzi birds. There's all kinds of birds out there. It wasn't just Harley Davidson. Always looking to the left. <laughs> looking forward, never backwards. The uh, they true. there's never you know Harley Davidson didn't have a patent on using you know birds to show off their bikes and to make, you know, the Eagle, they didn't own the Eagle. You know, that's, there's been all kinds of different companies that had Eagles in their thing. Uh, one of our podcast listeners says, I'm on vacation the last two weeks of June. This is from Scott Schaefer, 77scooterguy at gmail.com. Boy. Uh, <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I'm on my vacation the last two weeks of June, and I'm looking to put some miles on my Versys. Versys. Interesting. We may talk about those later. Hmm. I'll drop hmm. by the shop and bug you. I'll bring beer, though. I've been Googling camping spots in Cleveland and figured Ooh. who better to ask than you. Camping spots in Cleveland. Metro Parks. Cleveland Metro Park. Behind <laughs> Stefan's house. There you go. <laughs> Lovely view of the city. And you can clear out all the broken glass and shit yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's good for setting your tent on. The uh, possible podcast topic could be motorcycle camping. I think this group, it's more like motorcycle shitty hoteling. Uh, we're sleeping under the bus. I could yeah. weigh in on some motorcycle camping. Yeah, I think we'll have to do a future podcast about that. And he says, your podcasts are hilarious and informative. The one where you all got completely shit-faced was awesome. I'm heading your way. Which one? Which one? You got to narrow it down a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason, the reason I chose this email. I'm heading your way from Guelph, Ontario. I'll see you crazy ah, fuckers Guelph. soon. Right Take care. And he nice. says... Uh, he said, uh, P.S. Trivia questions. First electric start bike or first bike without a Kickstarter at all? 
Mm. And he writes, mm. I don't know the answer to either question. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, neither do we. I like <laughs> your style. It's, what's, it's what's, unanimous. So what's this guy's name? His name is uh, Scott Schaefer. All right, Scott. Obviously if, a pseudonym. So, Scott, <laughs> if you're coming from Ontario, bring a bottle of Gibsons with you. Hey, there you go. Eight, 12, or 18 year. Only purchase. You can only buy it in Canada. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, Gibson's wow. Canadian whiskey. That's Bring it fantastic. on down, buddy. Oh, well, you bring it over the border. That's uh, that's bootleg. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down. You can do Boy, it. don't you we know Coors East of the Mississippi is bootlegged? You, you can bring a wee bit <laughs> for personal use. Hell, I got to go. So, I've only been motorcycle camping once. I have the least useful opinion, so that's why I'm chiming in first. Uh, I've only been motorcycle camping once, and so as a result of that experience, I do uh, genuinely believe that the only proper way to motorcycle camp is in the back of a converted school bus and being woken up by Phil right. with a like quarter stick of dynamite. It was his. It was John. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, li- I lit it and fired it, but okay, I got yeah. it from the criminal over in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Motorcycle camping is a bit of a loose term. I've slept under bridges <laughs> at uh, highway way stations, behind police stations. Fire stations? Fire stations. I slept in a jail cell once because it was it was vacant. I'm yeah. like, why would I sleep out in the yard where I can sleep right here? The guys were cool. They were like, hey, you want to sleep in the cell? I'm like, you're not gonna lock the door, are you? I'm not gonna fall for that, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I've slept in some uh, some places more than my share of uh, picnic tables, graveyards, park, park was... benches, graveyards. Yeah. yeah, not in the graveyard, but adjacent to. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But never on the weekend because they're always, uh, you know. Something going on early. Yeah. Close to a church. Like I'm not going to like be sleeping on the church grounds Sunday morning when the congregation shows up. You know the difference between a graveyard and a cemetery? I no. do. I don't. I have no idea. One's I attached. Know. One's attached I've... to a church. Graveyards attached to a church. Yep. Really? Cemetery stand. Chris laid that on me that. Uh, two weeks ago when we were on our way to uh, Marietta. Yeah. I have no idea. Well, I tell you what, there's going to be a short. I have, later. I have fallen asleep and, and slept a, in a. Well, it would be a cemetery, actually. A cemetery, yeah. Because I used to, many, many, many years ago, lifetimes ago, I used to date this girl, and we had this weird, we like to go and make rubbings of headstones. And it sounds weird, but it winds up really cool. Yeah, that's what they call it. Yeah. And, uh, what do you yeah, have? I parked behind a church with a girl one time. Use, she did some uh, rubbing. Pieces of charcoal. <laughs> oh, okay. Paper. And you hold, tape the paper <laughs> on and just and rub it. And then now she's yeah. gone, and you're rubbing something else. Yeah. yeah. Well. I got to rub it myself so now. <laughs> That was not motorcycle camping, though. No, no, it wasn't. I do motorcycle camping, though. I mean, what do I do when I... Exactly. Yeah. Tent, a chair. AMA Vintage Days is food. absolutely And then you sleep in my RV. And you sleep in my RV. Not always. It counts. That's motorcycle camping, as long as John brings I slept in my tent last time, because uh, you had your, your Actually, if you're coming from Canada, you can sleep in my RV in the storage facility. Oh, yeah. That's, that's guaranteed not to leak. Nope. That's double down dry. You're yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's outside. Oh, oh, it is. Oh, you have a nice uh, uh, so fence like, around you. We got barbed wire. Oh, because I was going to say this has been like the first six months in a row that my bus hasn't had any. My bus is an indoor storage facility. Oh, sweet. How bougie I am, and, uh, <laughs> and fifty whole dollars. Room in there. Hey. Fifty bucks a month. Yeah, there is actually. It's really, fifty bucks a month? Yeah. That's not. Too Are bad. you storing bikes inside of it? Mm-hmm. No, like I'm not. I could be. I, it is a waste. It's a waste if of you're everything. Not storing bikes I'm inside of the bus. Well, I have a warehouse. <laughs> that this fellow also runs. So I'm getting set, like 4,000 square feet from him, but I also am getting an additional space for my trailer and my bus for 50 bucks per unit. How easy is the access there? Uh, daytime, during business hours, no problem. Time for Phil or for the criminals? Oh, no, no, it's <laughs> solid. There ain't nobody getting in there. It's got to be a lot more solid than my Oh, yeah, this place, is, this place is legit. Like, 
It's it's very nice, and there's electrical outlet too if you need to plug in your battery tenders or stuff. Are you stuff. kidding me? I kid you not. I'm paying five fifty a year to sit out and buy a, a fucking car wash. <laughs> oh no no my this is my stuff's drying indoors and heated mm. mostly heated. You gotta upgrade your stabbing cabin. That's, <laughs> That's it. Um, so as as we're going in, uh, I've had kind of a big big couple of days uh, at the old uh, auction. At the, at the, yeah, yeah, the auction was kind of crazy. Uh, I had a wingman this time. Remember last month when I said yeah. went to auction? And you guys are all like, no the next time yep. you go, you got to let me know because I'm going to go down there with you. <laughs> I did not say that. Uh, I know, but so I couldn't find a victim, a volunteer, uh, a, a, a sucker, uh, a victim, uh, a fool. But what I did find was a Renee. And so what Renee did was Renee did the simulcast uh, that they do online. While I was doing the in-person. So Renee covered the cruiser aisle. And out of the cruiser aisle, we had about 40 bikes or or so that we'd identified that we were interested in. And this is the auction catalog for anybody who'd like to look at it. And Renee has written down what prices things actually sold for. So in the sixth column, you'll find the book price, which is the wholesale price. And then she has written down uh, on the outside what the unit actually sold for. I was working the sport bike column, and do you guys want to hear what I brought home? Yes. Okay. Dying. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's start. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, So the first score, the the first time we drew blood, was we drew blood with the um, 2006 Kawasaki EX650 Ninja. 650R. Liar. Mm. That's not here. And you didn't bring that home. I didn't bring it home yet. Mm-mm. I know, so you didn't bring it home. No, but I bought it first. <laughs> you bought it. I bought it first. That was the first thing that my bids were able to win. Yeah. I know James really wants that bike. <laughs> it's, it's, the, bike? it's the flat black colored one with the red shock absorber and the red fork legs. Mm-hmm. It was like that first generation of the EX650s. They came out with that single shock suspension system. Uh-huh. Very sexy, very cool bike. And uh, if you want to know what those are going for these days... Uh, this one's really, really clean. It does have 19,000 miles on it. And uh, it went for, it went for 20, I bought it for 2,200 bucks. You'd say? Now you say you didn't bring it home, though. So it was like uh, subject to? No, no, no. Um, Actually, in this case, what it is, is I only took enough trailer to bring home four bikes. So I only took my pickup truck and my Kendon trailer, which means I was only going to carry home four bikes. I had a Suzuki, uh, C50 Boulevard left there <coughs> from a previous inventor, Steve Hoffert. Hey. hey. Um, we got a Steve Hoffert in the house. Cameron came back. He missed you. What? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I made the other one. Renee. Yay. Bye, Renee. Bye, Renee. We're trading Renee for Hoffert? What? No way. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. I know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I don't feel good about it. Oh, <laughs> I bet you we could get Hoffer to put out that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I took a shower before I got here. Bye-bye, Renee. See you tomorrow. Jeez, smells Bye. good. So we're talking about the auction, Steve, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got the list. I've been passing around the lists for some of the bikes that were there. This auction was originally billed out as being like 400 bikes, and something happened where there ended up being 911 bikes. Mm. No wow. shit. This says 911. It sounds like an Thank emergency. You. 912. There you go. So 912. So there were a glut of By bikes. By the way, I was in Columbus yeah. uh, Wednesday and Thursday for training for my for my job. So you were so. right there. You were you were an hour you were away. You could have been there. So the first bike I bought was the Ninja 650R. Paid 2,200 bucks for it. 
Um, I wanted one. I just have never had one. I've really been loving the Versus lately, mm-hmm. and that's the same bike. Well, it's got to be tough. It's like a kid in a candy shop. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing was looking at the 25. You're there to make shrewd business decisions, but also they're sort of. And looking at the 25 bikes before it that were listed, and what I do is I have a system where I mark the bikes I'm interested in, and then we kind of keep an eye on them. But, you know, there was a couple of 300 Ninjas that sold prior to me, you know, drawing blood. There was a 2015 FJ09, you know, and I was right on top of that thing, but it went for 5800 bucks, a little bit more than I was willing to spend. And remember, I'm trying to put things in my showroom that we can sell for around $5,000. Bingo. So it doesn't help me All to right. buy $7,000 bikes. Nope. Has to nope. be, there right. has to be meat on the phone. The question too, is, I mean, can we have meat on the I bone? Mean, what right. if you bought high, shot low, make it up in volume? Exactly. Which is the business plan for the past 14 years with Moto Guzzi. Yeah, exactly. Well, you've clearly talked to well, the people then. Piaggio. Right. Yeah. The Piaggio products all sell great if you're willing to take a loss. Because right. yeah. so, they'll ship you more after you're done exactly. with those. Right. So the second bike I scored on was the 2015 Versys LT. And you might say, but Phil, last month you bought a Versys LT. Yes, but this one had sadbags on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds the same one sitting out front? No, the one that's out oh, front wow. is the one I brought home yesterday. Yep. I didn't realize. Yeah, day before yesterday. Same so the, color. The, yep. ones that, the one that's out front, though, only has 459 miles on it. Crazy. And had the, the Bark Buster guards on mm-hmm. it, and it had the rear bags. Mm-hmm. So all the factory shit, so there's, you know, 900 bucks worth of candy on that bike. And what I did was I took the top case off the Versys I bought last month and put it on that one. So now the, the Versys I'm riding... Is the full Grand Tour? It yeah, yep. it's got every goddamn thing on it, and four hundred and some miles. Uh, so I got the verse. No wonder it looks new. That's because it fucking is new. And uh, <laughs> so that one I spent forty-seven forty-five on. So yeah, and they're they're selling for about eight grand. So it's fine. So we'll keep that in there. The Kawasaki. So you showing your hand? Yeah, obviously. On the podcast? Yeah. No, these motherfuckers who listen to the podcast, if you come in here and say, well, I heard on the podcast you paid $4,200 for it, yeah, go fuck your head. And? I don't give a fuck. I'm here to stay in business. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you what I pay for this shit. It ain't fucking... A, you know, but it's a win-win. Yeah. They can save money, because let's right. say you sell, sell that bike for 6500 Exactly. They're saving money. You're yeah. making money. Everybody's happy. Well, and I don't look at my podcast listeners as customers. Okay. They're not. Oh, you know? Wait, wasn't your business plan bring $2 million oh, to the right. business? Yeah. And then how do you make a million? Podcast. How do you make a million? How do you make a million in the motorcycle industry? Start with two million. You'll have a million in no time. Exactly. You're not following your business plan, Phil. Right, exactly. That's exactly the same I'm, model I'm, as drag racing. Wow, what do you know? I'm working on my second million right now because I gave up on my first million. <laughs> first million was way too difficult. So then I bought a 14 versus. Well, what's the difference between a 14 versus and a 15 versus? One year. The headlight. <laughs> the headlight is different. So the 14 versus has what you think of as being the front of a versus. That weird sort of, I'm an ugly duckling kind of weird headlight. Whereas the 15 looks more like a sport bike. So that's it. And the 14 versus had 1,705 miles on it. And I paid the princely sum of $4,100 for that. So $4,100 for a versus with no miles on it. I'm feeling okay about mm-hmm. that. And then, see, that was bike number three. So that was, yeah, that was unit number three. Unit number four I got, uh, 2017. Hey, what year is it? 18. Hey, I got a bike that's not even a year old yet. HD. 1,000 miles on it. Hey, hey, cat, what's up? The, uh, so that bike has got, that. it's a YZF R3. So I got a Yamaha R3. 
Oh, handy little sport bike. Yeah. 1,600 miles on it. Had to pay 34 whole dollars. $3,400. Wow. And it looks like new. It looks, it's on the front yeah, row over there. That is a brand new motorcycle. Looking. Got a couple little things put on it. Do people just, like, not pay on Harleys ever? Yeah, you notice a lot of repos in the Harley a section, don't you? certain percentage of them, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> then the one that, this is the crowd pleaser. I almost want to have a drum roll. It may be old. It's a 2010. It has zero miles on it. What? Zero. The VFR-12 FAA mm. Interceptor. Not the one with the dopey automatic transmission. The oh, actual nice real bike. shifts like a man motorcycle. Yeah. Sorry for the bump on the table. It was Something from underneath. Something along the lines of 165 <laughs> horsepowers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is it here? No, it's coming home. <laughs> it's not here today. <laughs> what? It's not here today. I can only bring home four. There's uh, 2018 Ski-Doo's on here. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That is one of my dreams. There might be 20 of them. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them. What? Was it like a dealer that went under? I think it was. Like, okay, I was about to say like 20 people just decided like in November they're going to buy Wave Runners and not pay for them. And not pay for them. Jesus. And they're brand new. Right, exactly. That's why they only let this place. So what price do you think a human being would have to pay for a bike that originally retailed for somewhere around $20,000 back in 2010? A bike that nobody bought because it was too fucking expensive. Buck a CC. $5,900. What? Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? For a zero-mile Interceptor 1200. Oh, wow. And it runs great. Steve? I didn't believe your it. Ears. Yeah. Can, can your, I have your a checkbook? How the fuck did you repossess a 1991 sea From the bottom of the lake? It was with the submarine. still on the trailer. It was on the trailer with the 2015 one that they really reposed. I was going to say, let me back up a couple. Yeah. How do you, how do you finance a 1991 Sea-Doo and then follow behind on that? I know. Well, I'm not sure everything there is from a... No, no it's not. Or and it starts to tell you on the right-hand column, it'll tell you what the status of the title is. And a lot of our repo titles, a lot of them aren't. Um, they get their vehicles. They're not all repos. This is not a repo auction. In they fact, traded and then they're just dumping it at an auction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. That place I noticed just before you went to the last auction, yeah. I saw on either a Craigslist or a Facebook marketplace an advertisement mm-hmm. with a picture of a motorcycle that you had taken a picture of. Yes. And I did a double take. I looked back and here they're advertising mm-hmm. the service of selling your motorcycle That's for you. Exactly. So right. I mean, they're even selling like private party stuff. Okay. You know, on I would imagine some form of consignment. It has to be. Yeah. It's my money. I'll use it when I need it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Sort of the magic of ma- the magic of this particular auction is they really don't care how they get the inventory in there. And if you have a collection of twenty bikes you want to liquidate. They're happy to liquidate them for you. You set the reserve. And if my dumbass doesn't bid high enough, but I'm the highest bidder, they keep calling 4500 They're not getting 4500 I'm the highest bidder at $44,000. they are going to say, sold, subject to. Subject to. And that means that a phone call is going to be made. On their behalf, they're going to call the seller and say, look, I didn't get your five grand, but by God, I got a guy who's willing to give you 4300 Will you take it? Well, why now, this is a good sign. If you're bidding on, in my opinion, I wish every vehicle I bought was subject to. Because what does that mean? I'm bidding, I'm coming in the highest, but I'm still too low. I know I'm not overspending. Right. If it's subject to, you know you're not overspending. And then they contact the seller, whoever the seller might be. It might be a bank, it might be a dealership, it might be a dude. 
They contact that person and say, this guy will give you 43. You wanted 53. And then they contact me at the auction house, and they've got people that do this as fast as they can, and they're going to ask me, will you go 45? And we're going to talk about that in a second. Okay. So the, the uh, did you see the '86 Sportster on there? So we got that. <laughs> the yeah, okay. Let's stop on that subject too for a minute. Yeah. Because let's just say that you are the high bidder, and you're waiting for the guy's answer that actually holds the bike. Yep. Are you obligated if he responds 12 hours later, 23 yep. hours later? Mm -hmm. You're still obligated. So if you have like limited funds, can you commit those funds to other bikes and then say like, oh, good point. Um, That's a really good yeah. point. You could probably back it. You probably would have some recourse at that point. But most of the people that are doing this are doing it on their dealers. So you're not going in there with the money in your wallet. You're going in there with a $200,000 line of credit. Right. But I'm just saying it's like you're kind of in limbo there. Like, Right. Do I move forward on this? Like, say you only have three spots on your trailer and you came from 2,000 miles away. The good news is they'll let you store the bikes there for about 30 okay. days, and they have a lot of truck drivers that are just hanging around there going, Hey, pal. Hey, uh, hey, yeah, I see you got, I see about eight bikes there. I see you only got enough trailer for four. Come on over here. Mm. Let me tell you about something I can do for you. <laughs> I can move those bikes from Cincinnati <laughs> to you're Cleveland. Denver James was there? Oh, there's, there's Denver, there's, there's Cincinnati James, Dayton James, Columbus James. All the Jameses are there. And they all have various different implements of trailering like to get James your shit. It is a James gang. My guy is James. What the fuck? Big Maybe all these daddy from Cincinnati. <laughs> right. There used to be, a, when, I, when I did line hall, there was a guy that came the other way Oh yeah. from... From actually came from uh, Kentucky, yeah, up to Columbus. Okay, and I'd see him every night. He was FCCB handle, Big Dick Daddy from Cincinnati. Well, there you go, Big Dick Daddy from Cincinnati. Point hung, of interest at hung like a mushroom cap, probably. <laughs> the, uh, I thought you were going to say his name was like Johnny Rust. No, Johnny Rust. <laughs> uh, so I got that. So we got that. Uh, I think we're up to five now. Uh, then I'm was it, then. There was a bike I'm not. I know nothing about. It's always good to buy bikes you know oh, nothing about. It's probably something to bid on for sure. Right, but it's a weird bike, and I like weird bikes, and I want my shop to be interesting. And like I said, I've had this recent fascination with Versys. I did not know they made a 1,000 Versys. I'd like to schedule a touch ride. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if you do your research on the 1,000 Versys, it's a fucking scary motorcycle. There's a lot of very dangerous horses in that motorcycle. Kawasaki has not made a thousand cc bike that wasn't scary. right, and it's the, and it's a Kawasaki Ninja motor, mm -hmm. but in a more adult riding position. Well, fuck. Did they do like what they did with the Z Rex and they like sounds like you're closer dial to it back a little bit, so it's I kind of under probably. stress. Probably, I mean, like a million miles out of it. The idea is usually with these kind of things. This is an adventure kind of bike or an LT kind of bike. Yeah, so mid range or something. I'm thinking like a. Yeah. It's the same as the, uh, what's this, the V-Strom, Suzuki V-Strom. Right. Yeah, you know, and that's going to be a thing we're going to talk about in a future podcast. I do want to get really down and dirty about the difference between a V-Strom and a Versys, because V-Strom's coming at 650 and 1,000, and the Versys coming at 650 and 1,000. So there's more than just a little accidental parallelism. And now they have out. baby ones, too. That's right. They do. Have, they all have baby ones now. So those are completely parallel between Suzuki and Kawasaki. Don't that's tell a, Phil that. He'll have to get the whole collection. I will. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Fair game. So I had to pay $6,500 for that. It's a big bike, but I figure that's a lot of motorcycle for $6,500. Um, then we talked about Subject 2, and this is my favorite Subject 2. I, I had this bike down on my list of being like a... Eh, 
Oh, and that uh, Suzuki, that Kawasaki Big Versys. What year was that? That the it was a 2015. Wow. Yeah, with uh, <coughs> How many miles on it. 1900. And uh, and what do you pay for it? 6200. Jeez, oh, Pete. Or 6500. Sorry. Good yeah. work. Yeah, and that was under that was pending, so that was subject to. Well, no, it gets better. That was subject to, and they called around, and the guy was like, "The guy want they want seven grand for it." And I said, "Well, they can fuck their hats." So I I offered sixty five hundred. What is it with you fucking hats? I want to know. I'm trying to bring it back. I did use the same for four years. I don't know where you put that line today. I'm trying to bring it back. Never wear one of his hats. Yeah. Also, safe trip. So it'll never fly off though. Wait, continue. So I told the fella. So I told the fellow, it's like, no, no, I bid 6500 That's what I expect to pay. And he was great because, like, they have a representative that makes that call for you. Well, so you don't even have to, they don't even, you don't so even like have to be. texting your kids. Beyond, you don't have to uh, soft sell them on that. No, either. and you don't have to worry about, you know, if you don't like confrontation, fuck you. That's this guy's job. Because remember, they're in business to sell things to you that they make money from on both ends of the equation. So they want you to buy make shit. Make it easier on both of you guys. That's why they give you free happen. pizza. Yep. That's why they give you all the Dunkin' Donuts you, you can handle. You think he's going to try to find a way to make 6,500 sound better? Like, all right, so he, yeah. you know, there's really a lot, you know, like. Yeah, yeah they, I made my offer, and the guy was like, yeah, we'll take it. So it was that much resistance. <laughs> now, the 2006 BMW, once again, a bike I don't know anything about, the K1200S. I don't know. Apparently, right now, angels are shitting themselves, bad. right? <laughs> so that was the first year for the twelve hundred. It was. Or uh, it was actually two thousand and four was the first year in Europe, and then we got it for five and six. No, as soon as you said that on the podcast, uh, another aerostatch won its wings. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Yes. Nice. Somebody, right. They said on the podcast, and the people in Aerostitch are already making a suit yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, I, you clearly. You what size it. We know what he right. looks like already. Right. That's it. You bought a BMW K1200S. And Dr. Who? Were you? What's your name exactly? Right. So. Extra tight in the ass. Right. $3,650. No way. Oh, wow. That's a good one. 14,168. That's breaking my Wow. 165 horsepower, top speed limited to 186 miles per hour. They Jesus tested against high boosts. Right. Oh. And it's like a touring bike? Yeah. No. Yeah. It was no. the Boosa Beater. It's a Boosa Beater. Okay. This, is, this was on the Cycle World magazine as the Boosa Beater. And it's it got. No. It's got like power brakes. <laughs> like, there's a, there's, when you engage the brakes, it actually slows the revolutions of the earth. So the motorcycle doesn't go as fast. Okay. It's like Superman spins yeah. backwards. All I can think of is that this bike is going to be wonderful until one thing doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, like the cars. Exactly. Yeah. Because as soon as one yeah. thing doesn't work, and yeah. you think you can make it until payday with the one thing yeah. not working, you get to payday and six things aren't working. And this... Cascade failure. Yeah. Mm. The yeah. worst noise in the world to a BMW owner. <laughs> <laughs> and this bike has... Every known accessory. It's got the heated grips. It's got everything. Uh, whoever, I'm going 186 miles an hour. My hands get fucking cold. And it's got the expandable luggage boxes. And mine is in the attractive all silver. Oh, yeah. But the uh, chrome. Jeez. Yeah. The, I always K1200 the, the all yellow silver. and black checkerboard. Ooh, yes. Yeah. 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 This is the boring uh, all okay, silver. Sorry. This has yeah, all the newer one, this has all the impact one. of it. If Audi made a motorcycle, I love how boring that yeah. bike looks. Yes. Yeah, the front is not boring. I want to ride uh, it a lot. 
It's yeah, got that sleeper. It's yeah. got that slap that side like the fairing. Kind of motorcycle. Like, yeah, the like fairing it, has like no curvature. To like it if whatsoever. your significant other leased a motorcycle, if that mm-hmm. was a thing you could do, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what they would. That's what it looks exactly. like. But it's it's fast as shit. Apparently, it's like a 1990 CBR 1000 Hurricane. It's like Blackbird. Yeah. Kind of looks like a Blackbird. Blackbird. Yeah, yeah, it does look a lot like a Blackbird. So yeah, it's got a lot of a lot of weird things. But once again, that was a bike that was. Um, it was crickets. I mean, there were maybe 40 live human beings that I was bidding against, and then however many people were doing the simulcast back at their dealerships. So what do and, these guys really go for? Oh, they pay way too much money for Japanese cruisers, Metro cruisers. We have the list over there, and uh, and I've made some notes as to what they actually pay. They do pay too much money for them. They're paying almost $1,000 over book every single time. Jeez. So clearly, though, they have customers who they know will pay more than that. So, I mean, these are dealers. These are people who sell hundreds of motorcycles per year and know where the market is, despite what NADA says. So you might be giving them too much credit. <laughs> they could be going back and losing their ass on that. They, they might be, but they still have... If you see it again there next year, you'll know. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, that's true. But they also do... These are guys that have 40 bike trailers. Mm-hmm. I don't have a 40 bike trailer. That's because you're smart. Well... Or not. You know, as far as dealerships go, the, the number of units, the number of bikes that we sell per year out of our dealership is microscopic compared to the State 8s and the Rick Rouches of the world. The dealers who also have survived the test of time. Do you think there's any regional thing, like people coming from the East Coast to Ohio, yeah. scoop up 40 bikes, yeah. maybe take advantage of taxes, mm. depressed economy, yeah, yeah. maybe a little bit? Well, I don't know. In fact, they have five <laughs> locations, and I did speak to a couple of buyers that go to three of the shows. So they, one guy goes to the a guy goes to the Atlanta show, the guy goes to the Texas show, and the guy goes to the Cincinnati show. He goes to three different shows. Uh, I may have those locations wrong. But he said he likes the Ohio show because the bikes have less miles on them. Mm-hmm. They're cleaner. And the prices go lower. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Because I watched you bid on some shit and you were just stupid out there. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, he, this guy, he particularly buys sport bikes. He's a GSXR 600 guy. He's a R6 guy. Because his dealership is next to a military base. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, right. So there you go. Yeah. So that's it. <clears throat> well, that's, I never even thought of that, too. If somebody's taking this stuff... And mm-hmm. dragging it back down to where there's a year-round riding season yes. where everything has been beat up and everything he, has been fucking... He said the average 10-year-old you know, bike they look at is 60,000 miles on it. Well, think about 10 yeah. years ago how yeah. cheap you could buy Honda CBs here in Ohio. And then you take them to the West Coast and sell them. That's right. You, you double like, your money every yeah, time. You get like huge money for them. But, and you could find them at yard sales here, flea markets or whatever. You know. Oh, yeah. Like the, the 350 I just turned Phil on to. Yeah. Like I... I didn't take any pictures of it or anything, so I didn't have to because it looks like the fucking Wikipedia picture. Everybody knows what a seventy-two CB three hundred and fifty looks exactly. like. Like you're picturing in your head, it's olive. You're this right. It's olive. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. And uh, like I was showing it to friends of mine and a guy. Is a it Bacchus Green Metallic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. A, a friend of mine in um, Austin just sold his in like similar condition. And the, oh yeah, and this bike's got fourteen thousand miles right. on it. Phil, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm saying this is this like is the every CB three hundred and fifty. The speedometer isn't faded. You right. know how they're usually faded and then yeah. they crack. You mean the pink? Over rev indicator is the orange color it should be. Yeah, <laughs> go figure. It's, it's, it's yeah. amazing. Uh, he just sold his, I think, for like almost two thousand dollars, and yeah. that was like a fire sale price. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We just sold one here at the shop, and we were very fair to the guy, and it needs nine hundred dollars worth of work done to it, mm-hmm. and he's totally okay with that. So, because he wants his dream. So you said the the Japanese cruisers. People Japanese are cruisers for people them? are overpaying for, and if you ask me, the Harley Davidsons people are overpaying for. Well, yeah. But that lane 
is over 400, 500 bucks. Yeah. So an hour and a half, two hours after all the other lanes are done and the auction's over, as far as I'm concerned, I've already gone and paid for my shit. I'm starting to load my bikes up. And the Harley auctions, the Harley lanes are still fired up. They're still going. And they go for another two or three hours. And it's a sea of black leather. It's it's Everybody in there is either the guy who works at the Harley dealership who is their, quote, buyer, or the principal of the Harley-Davidson dealership who comes in a polo shirt who's, like, the corporate Harley-Davidson mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. So he comes in and loafers in a polo shirt. The rub. And then all the other guys are, you know, enthusiasts who work at a dealership. Do you wonder what the glut of... Used Harleys yeah. at the dealerships that they're suppressing. Right. That what are the who's buying? I mean, what dealerships are buying these? I mean, that's are they, an excellent point, and yeah. that's because you've got so you've got it, that beautiful Road King over there. Yeah. For you've got eight grand on that bike, right? Yeah, How many and miles it takes seven right now. So uh, twelve thousand miles. Okay, that bike at a Harley dealership, yeah. like I could go into like any Harley dealership right. in Northeast Ohio, and they'd have like thirteen on. They that would bike. have twelve or thirteen on it. Yeah. There's a secondary bike market for people that can't get financed on mm-hmm. new stuff. Yeah. And I use mm-hmm. the car market as an example. Years ago, I went into a car dealership, not to buy a car, but through another professional, you know, whatever obligation I had to be there. And there's all these pictures of people, like, holding their keys mm-hmm. of their new car. Right. And the guy said, these are all your, I said something about, these are all your happy customers. Right. He said, no. We get them to pose for a picture with that car with her keys for repossession purposes. So, oh my uh, God. He said, I'm taking these cars in on trade, whatever, and I'm selling them. He said, if I get two payments out of them, I'm money ahead. I repossess the car two, three, four months later. Right. I'm still money ahead, and then I resell the car. So, I think there is a the fact that he's taking <coughs> pictures of the people, like, dude, that's let's let's get a thought. picture of you next to your car with your keys in the air. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, so you can hand it to the skip tracer and be like, hey, yes, the I'll HT dealer that, does that with I'm not going to mention there, the name know? of the dealer. <laughs> Welcome to the family. <laughs> I won't tell you the name of the dealer, but it rhymes with JB Buttbiter. <laughs> that's amazing. I was talking to the guy that towed my, uh, I had to have the, the best BMW wagon towed to the dealer again. Okay. Or not dealer, I'm sorry, where I work again. Yeah. This beer's really good. Uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise, I had to have it towed. And I'm sitting in the tow truck driver with the guy, and he's talking about. Tow truck driver with the guy? Yeah. <laughs> the beer's really yeah, good, yeah, Steve. Yeah, really good. Hey, Steve, you need to catch up. Your ears uh, need to get drunker. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sitting in the tow truck with the guy. And you know, like, if you've ever ridden with the, the AAA guy, they're usually, like, relatively quiet. They'll make a well, yeah. small talk with you. Of course. For some reason, we got on the topic. He was a repo guy. The guy, like, lit up. He was talking about, like, I was a fucking animal, man. He was telling me, like, these hilarious stories about repos. And he was talking about he always wanted to get into airplane repossession. And he's telling me stories about airplane repo. Yeah. He's like... It's complicated because you have to have somebody who can fly a plane, but he's got a point. There's only so many places you can put an airplane. That's right. You and can't I have guess it if home you and repo like three or four airplanes a year, you're like set. One of our friends for years before he passed on had an, a, an amazing supplemental income repoing yachts. <laughs> and he got a certification so that he could captain 100, 100 ton vehicles. Man, that would fucking suck if you had like a big yacht, a mega yacht, a mega yacht, and you got that shit repoed, and it and it's gone. I worked for the banks for years. You did, and yeah. I had the, you know, the one guy's like, oh, I just want to make sure this boat's still good to go. I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. And he called me back. He's like, yeah, I got it. 
He went from one marina on this side of the bay or whatever, yeah. swam across. Because <gasps> it was a gated in marina. Crawled up on the boat, fucking unmoored it, fired it up, and took off, stole it. See? Yeah. It's, I mean, that's... You think about the percentages. Somebody had do... their, their car in their driveway, piled a big pile of wood, fucking took the whole pile of wood, chucked it in the neighbor's yard, took the fucking car. I got a car back when I was working for a skip tracing company um, that the guy had taken the steering wheel off the car. <laughs> so I drove it home with vice grips. <laughs> I had another one where the guy had locked his dog in the car, and it was apparently a very mean dog. But I'm apparently a very lovable person. <laughs> Two dogs who so are very mean. dog, too. Well, no, I felt terrible. I was like, well, I can't take the dog in the car, too. And the dog and I became instant friends. So what I did was I got the car, and I put the car three streets down, and then I walked back walked to the back. dog, and I had the dog, and I went up and knocked on the guy's door, and I said, dude, is this your dog? He's just running around on the street. And the guy was like, where's my fucking car? I was like, oh, I don't want me. I don't want your dog to get by a car. And I gave the guy his dog back because I didn't want the dog to be roaming around the neighborhood. You know, I mean, it's not the dog's fault the guy didn't pay for his yeah. car or his Honda Accord. But, the, uh, but, you know, yeah, you do get cars back in weird ways. I mean... But just think about how cruel yeah. is it to lock a dog Yeah, that's, that's pretty car. shitty. Well, but, you know... Mm, piss off Dick Goddard. The one, right, one exactly. of my, my first yeah. repo was the guy, the guy was like, Okay, so she just dropped her daughter off at school, yeah. and she just mm. pulled into the hospital. It's in the hospital <laughs> parking lot. I'm like, yeah, she never made a payment. No, on it. you got to take yeah. it, dude. It was like never made a you payment on it. it, and this was like you know four months into the loan. Right, I'm that's like, how it works. I take it. Oh, she called back, balling. Oh yeah, I'm in the hospital seeing my mother is dying. I'm like, sorry. Was she dying four months ago when you're supposed to make your first payment? Jesus. You told me you were supposed to. You told me you were going to make a payment. Oh, believe me, they haven't been called ten times. They have been called ten times. A Jillian in a day. Yeah. The, uh, the best story this guy told me said that there was people that had two cars from a place that rhymes with J.D. Buttbiter, <laughs> and they figured that they couldn't get repoed if they had the two back wheels chained together oh, yeah. on the two cars. Wow. So he's like, well, we can't take the chain, because then I'm committing a crime if I take the, the chain. Okay, go ahead. So he, he said on his old phone he had a picture. He's like, I don't usually stop to do this, but right. he took a picture of just the two wheels with the chain oh, still yeah. holding them together. So yeah. they went out to two wheels. Sure. So yeah. whatever payments they had made on yeah. the car, they owned those two wheels. They did own the two wheels. Right. But those two but cars left on spares. could not the chain or take the chains off. <laughs> yeah, those cars left on spares. <clears throat> yeah, it's Funny. totally It's totally. crazy. I mean, not yeah. everything in this auction is a repo. Not even uh, not even 10% of it. But the Harley-Davidson stuff, you will see a lot of stuff in there that is Harley-Davidson mm -hmm. that is repo sale, and it is on a 2018 bike, so you're wondering how they fucked it up that fast. Yeah. You know, you know how like, did you pull that off? Harley doesn't push stuff out early either. Not like, really, not usually. Yeah, it's like, like always yeah, like yeah. September. Like Yeah. The, uh, the next one I got was a 2009 Cosmetically Challenged BMW G50 GS. G what? Been around the world. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two thousand. Uh, no, actually, not bad. Thirteen thousand miles. Hmm. But it's uh, a G fifty GS G six fifty. Thank you. G S six fifty F six fifty GS. Okay. Right. That is. Um, red in color in most places. Uh, some <laughs> of the some of the paint has been faded to a lovely pinkish sort of hue, but it's got thirteen thousand five hundred miles on it, and it had every item in the Happy Trails catalog on it. <laughs> I mean, this was a metal box transportation special. 
<laughs> and it had the nicer suspension. It had freeway pegs. It had extra crash bars for the radiator. It had the bark busters on it. It had just a plethora of brand new, like no no rust on any of it. Brand new Happy Trails shit. I gotta figure at least a thousand bucks for the Happy Trails crap on this bike. And it ran, started up perfectly. Brand new tires on it. Like off-road tires, like semi, you know, like 60-40 tires. Had to give $1,500 for it. Wow. <laughs> I know you sell it to you. What? It, it, I'm saying, like, this is it. This is peanut butter in the chocolate time, people. Do you know that guy yeah. down at Skidmark who rode one of those? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. There you go. He's a good, perfect bike. victim for that bike. Show up there. Hey, hey, hey. Bill, he's got the yeah, You can double bills. your money on that. You can, you can part out the Happy Trail stuff and get your exactly. 1500 bike back yeah. and then show right. the bike. So then uh, the Dark Horse candidate that I came home with, and there's a couple that I missed. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you there wasn't. There was a Bandit 1250, like the new Bandit. They don't call it a Bandit anymore. It's a GSXF. 1250 FAL. That's a bandit. It's getting, yeah, but it's a bandit. It's a 2011. Thing had 1,000 miles on it. And for some reason, I wouldn't go over. I, I, the book value was 4,700, and I just, I bid it up to 42, and it was just, I just lost it. I just didn't get it. And I'm sad because that that's kind of a cool bike. It's a fuel injected bandit. Hey, what's wrong with a fuel injected bandit? Nothing. They fixed the only problem the bike ever had. Uh, <laughs> You know, other than the fact that it needs a place in the back to put your walker. Stay strong, Phil. Thank you. <laughs> KTM 690 Duke. Ooh. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> like the Duke and the Duke. Duke. Two, a good bike. 2,000 miles. Uh, book value on it was 39.20. Was it scratched up on one side or both sides? No, it was not scratched <laughs> up at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know, believe me. It was pristine. You're a good guy, other Pete. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like exactly. <laughs> It, w- it was book valued at thirty nine twenty, which means I didn't have a chance because motherfuckers bid that shit up to forty nine hundred dollars. Well, that's because it was a European exotic. It was a European <laughs> exotic, right? Yeah, so Entry, that gives you an idea. Level European exotic. That bike went a thousand dollars over book value because it's it's weird. Like if you got a weird bike in this thing, you're probably going to make some money on it. Yeah, I went ooh not because I like those bikes because I think they're hideously ugly. I would want, but one for I a know that yeah. you could probably like some. Fucking hipster and Lakewood hero come in and be like, "Oh, I need a six ninety Duke." I'm a light, a lightly used hooligan bike. They yeah. are ugly, but goddamn it, if you want something, you can just go thrash the right. shit out. If of. somebody walks in and says the word coding or startup within the first paragraph, exactly of, of whatever they comes out of their mouth, you're like six ninety Duke. I got your bike right. Yeah. Now. It's right next to the seven fifty Monster, right? Because yeah. I keep those things parked in that range yeah. in that in that area there. The, uh, Let me escort you to this corner of the shop. Exactly. Right there. I think we'll have something that fits That's, your ass. You need to start putting the bikes by genre. Right, <laughs> by genre. Exactly. I'm sorry, sir, you can't bid on that. Uh, the, uh, you have a douche oh, map on you? They basically, I think I'll bring you right over here. Every time I would wander into the Harley part of the auction, every time I'd wander into those lanes, I would get these evil looks from all these other dudes that are like, don't you fucking wander over here. We know the Metro Cruisers are done, you shitheel. Stay the fuck out of here. Don't you be running these bids up. Can you imagine if like I had been there? There were a couple of dudes that definitely looked like they'd hang with you. Yeah. There some in the Harley section? Oh yeah! Wow! Oh yeah! Wow, yeah! 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 There, there are nouveau Harley. There are nouveau riche Harley hipsters out there. Dude, I had to and, write uh, an article explaining to the boomers that read HD forums yeah. that why the new bikes don't have chrome. 
It's because your bikes had chrome. Right, exactly. And we don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> it's not because they're cheaping out. No, it's because we don't want what you are. Yeah. Right, exactly. We're not going to buy the we're, we're rodeo belt buckles and <laughs> we're shit. We're not going to take it. It's, yeah, it's like we're not into... Wow, well, wrong song. And we just moved super up. old reference. <laughs> we moved up ten years from you. We're into Serpico cosplay. We're not exactly. into. Uh, we're not into. Not into Can you make me look cosplay. like I'm on the cast of WKRP? Was Cincinnati? that like a Rushmore reference right there? What's that? Was that a Rushmore <laughs> reference? <laughs> Serpico. Well, no, I made the Serpico reference earlier because yeah. I was like, "Hey, we got a we got a super hawk over here. You can oh. ride. You get the Serpico look going on." Okay, Dark Horse candidate, and the reason I'll probably sell my PC800. The 2010 Honda NT700 VA. Basically, it's DCT? over there. Huh? No. Real man clutch. Oh, the A's have uh, our five speeds? The A stands for ABS. Oh. Yeah, so it has a five speed in it, and it is a fuel-injected 700cc, same motor that comes out of the European Transalp, and uh, it basically is a PC800. Oh, that's right. I mean, it has the built-in luggages on the back, that open up and deploy, you know, and you can put things in them. The, it's, it's got, got a hole through. through. I found that out. Yeah. It's got a pass through. So you can open up the left bag and, and flip off people in the right bag. Ron Popeil really? pocket fisherman. Exactly. <laughs> it will carry tubes. What is that? The nice. Duvel or du- the Yes, the Duvel. The Duvel. Diavel? No, we have a Diavel no, there too, and I learned today that I don't like it. It's gone. Thank God it's gone. They picked it up, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm call that the ball squisher. I'm not a fan of those bikes. Well, yeah, we had one today that was a pretty good... A pretty good example of why they Ugh. suck. But anyway, yeah, the NT700 VA, <laughs> once again, nobody would bid on this fucking thing. Like, it, you, you know, you could have tied a stake around its neck. The dog wouldn't have played with it. <laughs> nobody gave so, a shit about that bike. So it is a new PC800. It is a new PC800 <laughs> in every possible Ooh. way. Does it also look like something that you put two quarters in to pretend to ride on yes. Sega? Yes, and when you ride it past girls... <laughs> They get older and less interesting. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, yeah, it's there's just nothing to it. It doesn't it have is, lowers though. What's that? It doesn't have a lower lower fairing. No, it doesn't. It does have a fully <coughs> exposed. They've they've left so you can appreciate the fact that there is actually a motor in it, unlike right. the PC eight hundred where you're not really sure. But uh, it is, you know, it's a V twin. Okay, check. It's a V twin that goes longitudinally. So okay, that's. Correct, like a PC800. Um, it has a liquid cool. It has shaft drive. So in a great many ways, it is a PC800. It has built-in luggage you can't remove. PC800. Does it? Just 10 years newer, 20 oh, years so newer. Does it like the... Uh, 20 years newer. Uh, it's injected too. No, the bike that you had, which was the adventure bike. was SC700X. Yeah. Right. So was it also like that one, though, that it only has nope. like a 5,000... Nope. No, this is a shaft drive, V-twin. This is a V-twin. Inline so this one will rub up. We're going to talk about that thing later, though, because I bought one of those, too. It's so, like a motorcycle with built-in luggage. It's like luggage with a built-in motor. Well, here's the difference. <laughs> uh, what would you That's say good. is the weak point, the weakest point about the PC-800? Rider. <laughs> <laughs> Like, think about it, just a second. <laughs> Sparky jumped uh, out of the yeah. Yeah. Two, yeah. Three of the people in this room really fuck you. <laughs> three people. It is the most evenly dispersed vehicle at this table. <laughs> the greatest percentage of people and he at this proud table. Of that. And yeah. it's yeah. also yeah, the vehicle we love to be at. It is. I don't own one. I'm not one of the half of the people at the table that own one, but. <laughs> 
I do. Fifty percent of the people at this table own a very obscure motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't well. appreciate it, but I understand why you guys appreciate it. Yeah, we don't even know why we appreciate it. But what's That's the weakest part about a PC eight hundred? What's that? I say the cars. Okay, and it's got fuel injection. The, right. new, the new one. Okay, what else sucks about a PC eight hundred? Have you ever had a panic stop on a PC-800? The brakes are No, because you'd yeah. still be having that panic stop right this very minute. The brakes on a PC-800 are a disaster. And this thing has not one, but two three-piston calipers. I didn't say two-piston calipers. It's, have anti-dive. it's got six-piston fucking calipers, right? But the PC-800 has anti-dive, though. Anti-dive only because the brakes barely work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this it, thing's I got... It had, what's that called? What? The track system? Track. Doesn't it tracks, have track? Tracks? Tricks? Tracks? Yes. Oh, yeah. I thought it did. Flux? No. They all have different names. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the freaking silly, uh, the silly NT700 VA Association administration, uh, that thing's got six pot calipers up front, two of them. I would like to borrow that for a. You'll be days. able to. Yeah, you'll be able to. Basically, they took a PC-800 and put it in a rock tumbler to smooth the edge. <laughs> they, <just, laughs> they, they, they literally just smoothed it. pretty smooth on a PC-800. Yeah. They had 25 years oh, to think yeah, about yeah, it. I mean, just, yeah. it's smoother. Right. It's softer. Uh, there was a 2008 Buell Bulisses. Ooh. I've always kind of liked I, I saw that. Like, I, saw I think that's on most of our bags. Tell, tell us the tales of Brave Ulysses. Well, tell us the tales of Brave Ulysses. It had 7,858 miles on it. It was one of those ones that was actually signed by Eric Buell. That commemorative edition from 2008, <laughs> whatever the fuck it was. Okay. Very tidy bike. Like, super so excellent the condition. luggage and the triple tail. Had, like, almost as had the triple tail fold-up like, seat uh, locking thing okay. that I couldn't make it go away. It's like pillow. a, not, yep. like a 2000s chase lounge on <laughs> yep. the back of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. It wouldn't start. I tried like a son of a bitch to get that thing to start. It had plenty of battery. Mm. It made every clicking, creaking, groaning, cranking noise like it. And it wasn't for lack of battery. But it fucking just and it, nothing, mm. not a fucking thing. Would not fucking chooch. Mm. And uh, twenty nine thirty was the book price on that bike. I'm gonna say that again. That's a twelve hundred cc with thunderstorm heads and the whole deal. Like that's a real serious bike. It was once again nobody would bid on it. Mm. It oh. got no bids. Was that reserved? The auctioneer. Oh, it must have. But the auctioneer took it and he was like, "All right." We're going to start it. And he, he was like, you know, 32, 32, 32, and nothing. 25, 25, 20, no. 16, 16, 16, nothing. Oh, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, and I'm not going anywhere near it. That's wet goddamn yeah, leprosy. Okay, right. The problem with that thing. bike is uh, adventure people don't want it because it's a Harley. The Harley people don't want it because it's an adventure bike. You're yeah. Exactly. It, right. It's like a no man's land. It's hated by everybody. I, like I have like a weird Buell fetish. Yeah. But like mm. the thing is, is that like I'm at that point in my life where I understand that's a bad idea. The Buell, Buells for me are kind of like the blue haired, <laughs> tattooed, pierced art student with borderline personality disorder. Like I know that. I shouldn't do that anymore. And I understand, like, why I was attracted to it in the first place, and that gives me power over it instead right. of the other way around. That's exactly like, you right. Know what? No Buells for Cam. Right. But after a few of those beers... I would have hit it. I, I had <laughs> just gotten my tax in. refund that week. Already gone. <laughs> There's going to be a thing 20 years from now, or 10 years, whatever, down the road, where people are going to think, like, that was, like, this weird offshoot thing. Right. It was, like, so fucking weird and... 
oddball that it, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. There's people and that collect the Allstates back there because yeah, exactly. it's not a Vespa. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a Vespa. It's a Vespa, but it was imported by Sears as an Allstate, and that's why they collect them. Oscar. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have the oldest Allstate in America. It's, it's pretty but, fucking old. Yeah. yeah. But regular straight-up Harleys are <laughs> yeah. diamond dozen, like right. anniversary models, you know, whatever these different yeah. you know, offshoots they come up with. But they're still they're made in mass quantities, whereas like something like that is like a true, like yeah. offshoot of the it like crosses borders mm-hmm. and it's a niche bike. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's super niche. I Let's, wanted the Ulysses because I jumped on it and it felt great. It does feel. It great. was not. It, it was feels not fucking beautiful. It felt perfect. Mm-hmm. Peggy yeah. jumped on the back and yeah. we were two up on it and we we're like, this could really be a nice it bike for is, two people to ride. Like, it's remarkably. Mm-hmm. Well, all the mules, all the you know, the other thunderbolts, all and the stuff M2s like that, I've ever owned, all yeah. cramped up. But that one yeah. was like yeah. set up well. The Ulysses was a really, really fun bike to ride. I've ridden them and I really liked them. But I, the motor's very enthusiastic. If you go to the you know, Outback Club, they're gonna laugh you out of town. If you go to the Harley crowd, right. they're gonna laugh you out of town too. There's yeah. no place for that bike, but as a, but as a bike. It's it's a good it's a decent bike I'll tell you, until I'll tell you, you need but Pete. They may be laughing, but if, they're not going to laugh me. If you're looking town. to get laughs, <laughs> I laugh. That's, that's a pretty badass way to get laughed. Or a PC eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. No. Talking, yeah right. I was going to say you're talking to people with PC eight hundreds and scooters. In <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, it's getting to be easier for me to get parts for a PC eight hundred than a Buellesis. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So if there's parts that break on a Buellesis, I know people who own them right now that are having pain in the ass by some find some shit for them. So you better have a machine shop. In your that's pocket. it. So it's a, getting to be a bike that might be hard to own. This, this is where we're all at. So it's like yeah. it's like pornography because it's so easy to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. Like you just eventually have to go to weirder and weirder shit to get your motor running again. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are with motorcycles. Increasingly shameful levels of pornography. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody ever finds my phone, I am going to a deep dark jail. <laughs> just fucking. You, do you like do the thing where like you they're going to send me to the hub, floating out in the middle of the sea in a jail that they sink. You just restart yeah. Safari like every day, just like at every few hours out of it's habit. So bad. So well, you're like, just use the tour network. <laughs> well, so okay, so the auction's over. There's nothing else for me to buy. Except for an aisle that I affectionately call the bad decisions aisle. Ooh, I was going to ask if there was one that was kind of a soft one where you're like... There's a bad hey, decisions aisle. Doesn't fit any other... Uh, and I should never be allowed to go to the bad decisions aisle. Unfortunately, it takes long. It takes so long to get through the, the what you call the, the Metro Cruiser aisle and the, uh, and the sport bike aisle. That when those two aisles are over... Of course, the only two aisles that are still running are the Bad Decisions aisle and the Harley-Davidson aisle. And the Bad Decisions aisle is quads... One and the same, if you ask me. Well, wait, no, it gets worse. The Bad Decisions aisle is quads... Slingshots. Can-Ams. I want one. There's one slingshot this time. And... Golf carts. Golf carts. And then after those are all done... Dirt bikes. See what they did there? Yeah. See what they did there. Who yeah. likes dirt bikes? I like dirt bikes. Yeah. Does everybody like dirt bikes? Well, yeah. I like dirt bikes. Yeah. Will we sit through 50 fucking golf carts to see some dirt bikes? Yes, we will. Okay. <laughs> yes, I will. I'll eat your How many dirt bikes and donuts. Exactly. Right. So I did try. There were not many dirt bikes this time. And the ones that were there did get better action than they should have. But uh, here's the fun thing. 
the, the little K's, the KX250s and shit like that nobody cares about. How about a 2015 Suzuki DR650 SEL5 with 600 original miles on it? Nice. Right? And it looked perfect. What color? And kind of a white, gray, and yellow paint scheme. It was very nice. Like white, mostly white and gray with like a little edge of yellow to it. No one's going to disagree black. with that. It was really a nice looking bike. Um, really clean bike. Kind of like a pair of dirty underwear with cum stains in it. It might be. Uh, That's what we're looking at. And it was really fucking, I mean, like super, super clean. The problem is that bike books out at $3,490. You know, so $3,500 is what the wholesale value of that bike is because DRs don't really hold a ton of value. And, would go but they're solid little bike. I would think they would go for more than that, yes. But dual sports hold a ton of value. Yes, and it's a dual sport. And it did end up selling for $4,000, was high, which was higher than I was willing to pay yeah, because some dealers will occasionally sell them for like $45.99. Well, it retails yeah. at like $55. It does. retails at yeah. $54.99. That's exactly right. So once again, even at the auction, you don't always win. In that case, if you were a Suzuki dealer, you'd probably pay less than that bike to put it on your Less than what it sold for to put a brand new one on your floor with a full warranty. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the interesting thing that I thought was that... that I couldn't... There's a fucking DRZ there. Oh, shit. Supermo. Everybody loves DRZs. Did it look really familiar? No, it didn't. It did not look look so familiar that Dustin may have missed a payment. Yeah, I just wondered. (laughs) Or three. Yeah, it did not look that familiar. You guys got to get a fucking file out to take the... What's that? Yeah, right? So this was a 2015... That's a very new DRZ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 2015 is it. No, but you can still, still buy it's still not fuel injected. No, it's still not fuel injected. Exactly. <laughs> and the true mileage was unknown. There was absolutely no uh, no signs of life on the dashboard, whatever. Mm. And it does come with a Ohio salvage title. Mm. Okay, but somebody put fancy rims on it. Somebody like put all the fucking DRZ shit. Like it had been made into a track bike. Go faster. It had been go faster. It's exactly right. It had been go faster. And, uh, so we need to find a tech guy with a broken leg. Yeah, true that. True that. <laughs> and the funny thing was, they called it out. It was another one of those ones, because the book value on that bike is 4320 right? So 4320 for a you know two-year-old bike, as a DRZ, I was like, 4320 I'm really not interested in anything remotely close to 4320 But nobody else was either. And because it was... There was only two games in town. There was the golf carts. The people had gotten, they, they were done with the golf carts. They'd all fucked off. And the Harley guys were over there busy with the Mutual Masturbation Association over there. So, were the click of the walkers getting away from the golf cart. Exactly. So, there were six guys. Somewhere there's got to be like a fucking golf cart podcast. Oh, they're my like, man, God. I had to oh, sit shit. through so many fucking C-Doos and motorcycles <laughs> um, before I could buy a golf cart. There were 25 or 30 golf carts, and I learned more about golf carts in 25 minutes than I've ever could have ever seen the ones that are like the, like the, the ones from the 80s. And you can tell the economy is really yeah, yeah. good when they rebody golf carts to yeah. look like other shit. Well, they look like, you know, Rolls Royces Rolls and 57 Royces Chevys and, yeah. and Thunderbirds. Really Jeeps. But now they what they're doing them. is they're just raising them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so the one on there was good. What's that? That RTV eleven hundred. Yeah, it's air conditioned, heated, yeah. three cylinder diesel engine. Yeah, that was a good. That was, it's a real thing. Yeah, but it's a tractor. No, it's a it's a utility uh, vehicle. Utility vehicle. Right. It's they have tons of. Now yeah. they said this is the dumb aisle. This is the bad <laughs> <Yeah>. decisions <laughs> aisle. It's everything in here that you're like, why did the farmer give that up? 
You know, like, <laughs> how bad did you lose the farm that you lost that, too? Anyway. Math. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's the only auction I've ever won in my life on a bid. Oh, so you, uh, you bought a DRZ? I bought a DRZ for $2,400. Could you get the... Do we know what the true mileage is? Not yet. I haven't put a battery in it yet. So, so it, didn't even, it wasn't even a Section 2 or Division or You got it. Subject 2. I own it. Subject no, it was Subject 2. It was totally... Ab- it was oh, Subject to uh, okay. Response. It was Subject 2 because my bid was so astronomically low at $2,400. Yeah. And so it's, you know... But yet higher than the other five. I'm in my truck on the way home, and I totally forgotten about it. I totally forgot <laughs> that I won it because it was literally a one bid. I was like, yeah, 2400 and everybody apparently on the simulcast auction had fucked off to lunch or whatever. So I was like the only guy there. And the guy looks at me and he goes, all right, 2400 subject to bidder 807. I was like, that just happened. What? <laughs> Did somebody drop sarin gas in here and I'm the only person still standing? So Case Western Reserve is running their coding class, their coding boot camp yeah, right uh, now. Yeah. And that goes for about 20 weeks. Powder so coding? About 22... Electric static coding? No, no. Oh, uh, coding. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so in about 22 weeks when those guys have jobs and right. think everything's going to be okay. Yeah, then we buy them. That's when you know. Yeah, that's... So you got <laughs> exactly 20... Right. You got about This thing had brand weeks. new tires on it. Like every fucking thing. It was like... Hey, code monkeys, we have fresh bananas. Right. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they called me in my truck on the way back and they're like, hey, we're calling you about your subject twos. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know. That guy in the, the BMW is never going to take my offer. It's just way too low. And the guy's like, eh, you go another 200 He said he'll sell it to you. And I was like, eh, tell him to fuck off. Because for, if he's, for not, for me, low, if he's willing right. to take it for 200 more, then he's yeah. willing to take it for 200 less. So fuck you. Yeah. He put it in the auction. right? I'm like, he wants rid of it. So why yeah. I want to be the asshole for 200 more and find out it's got some BMW problem I can't take care of? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have that problem already. It's called a multistrata. Mm-hmm. Right? So I just said, no. And they were like, okay, no. And then fine. And then he told me, he's like, he goes, yeah, that DRZ uh, for 2400 He goes, is there any way you'll go 2950 on it? I was like, not with no battery and a salvage title. You know, improve your game. Show up at the auction with some shit that starts and runs. Otherwise, you're not going to get any money out of it. It's got a salvage title, and it doesn't. the dashboard doesn't light up. There's no battery in it. So that tells me you're trying to hide something. So, again... So could, you can sell something. Tell him to go fuck his hat. L'amour la chapeau. <laughs> exactly. This is, uh, yeah. I mean, let me know if I'm getting too inside What's baseball that? here, but you go can ahead. sell salvage title? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know why I'm fucking asking. I live up the street from fucking, uh, what is it? Uh, I'm trying to remember the name. Like We don't know where you live. Yeah. I live in Cuyahoga Falls. Who knows even what will happen state with eight. this? It might not Not State 8, no. The, I'm thinking of the car oh, dealership. Yeah. Yeah, did you forget to take that... a picture of that one? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. on purpose? No, it's just I can't believe that I had it. Okay. I don't Look, man. DRZ. Here's the thing. You pick a One conversation at a time, please. Sorry. Thank you. Are you done telling us where you live? But yeah, salvage titles. Yeah. The salvage title thing is all about the buyer. And that's like, it's as long as the person divulges to you that it has a salvage title, which he'd be a fool not to because it's stamped literally, the term is it's branded, as though it was literally branded into the title. Uh, They call that branded. When something's salvaged, it's a branded title. And it is like, if you have something that's branded as salvage, or if some idiot looked at the title and where there's two little tiny microscopic boxes, and one says 
true mileage unknown, and the other one says mileage has ex- exceeded mechanical capabilities, and people are just like, it's a box, I should check it. And they check that box, and the title gets made. It will say, fictitious mileage exceeded my- true mileage unknown. It's like the scarlet letter. It is the yeah. scarlet letter. You will never get rid of it. Even if it says the indicated mileage is 8,300 miles, and you sell the guy the bike, and the mileage on the bike is 9,300 miles. It's completely reasonable. You put 1,000 miles on the bike in the year that you had it. There's nothing abnormal about that. The bike looks like it has 9,300 miles on it. Doesn't matter. Some asshole checked the box, and the boxes on the title are literally like... I hereby swear that the mileage on this thing, and you're like, yes, I swear. And you click it, and you, you, you write on it with a piece of pe- with a pen that you're just marking that, yeah, I hereby swear. Oh, wait, on the fifth line, that it exceeds mechanical capability. Oh, shit. Luckily, I never fell into that. You can't unfuck that. Yeah, Lesson you can't right unfuck now. That Don't fuck up with title work, man. It's no. Wow. Ohio is this weird dichotomy of like it's really easy and cheap to own like as much of whatever you want yeah, to, it's pretty but it's easy also to really easy to fuck up. Too. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And titles in Ohio, once again, if you don't have a title, you know you don't get a title. I almost got arrested when I was uh, eighteen at a title bureau because I bought a car in Connecticut. Yeah. Connecticut doesn't do titles for cars over seven years old. This was a nineteen seventy four MGB. It was two thousand seven. Right, right. And like I called the state of Ohio. Right. And, like, they were willing to go on. The, the woman behind the counter was mm-hmm. like, no way. I'm not talking. I don't believe that's the real. I'm like, you call them then. <laughs> I'm like, they're, I have a notarized bill of sale. Means the answer's the same one. I got the out of there way. with a title, but yeah. they threatened to, uh, like, they, they threatened The fact to that the you got out of there with a title is amazing because nothing wields more power in Ohio state government than the chubby lady at the title. Mm-hmm. The DMV, yeah. yeah. Because she has absolute power, and her job is to say no unless you force her begrudgingly against her desires to say yes. And you can only force her to do that with a preponderance of paperwork. And chocolate. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not even chocolate. If you just have to look at There is a book. It's called the Blue Book of, of Motor uh, is a Blue Book of Motor Vehicle Laws as it relates to all fifty states. And they have a copy of this book in every license bureau and every title bureau in the state. And you can purchase this book. So you can go in there knowing what's on each one. And in fact I have had to, because you guys know I import a lot of vehicles from Japan. So I do have to be aware of what the laws are relating to these things. And I have had to tell the lady behind the counter, I'm sorry, open the book to page 712. Mm. And now look at the fourth paragraph down, subset A, paragraph B. It says that this document I gave you does not have to be the original. I have to turn the original over to the United States Customs. And they are more important than you are. They get the original. You get a copy. No, we get an original. No, ma'am, you get a copy. The, the Customs Bureau gets the original. There's only one original, and they get it. You get a copy. A certified copy, nonetheless, but you get a copy. No, we get the original. Ma'am, can you read it where it says that right there? That if this vehicle has ever been titled or ever processed anywhere else, that we will, the state of Ohio accepts a copy. Well, I'm, I only accept an original. Ma'am, the book tells me that you're wrong. Are you saying I'm wrong? 
No, I would the never say does. that. Yeah. You horrible yeah. fucking cunts. Yeah, exactly. Does. And that's the thing. And this that's why, why it's time to run out and go to the next DMV. And go. Oh, yeah, there are many yeah. title bureaus. Well, Don't be afraid to bounce around. Twinkies make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like a whole platter. So when I found out you could buy Subway cookies by the platter, I'm oh, like, really? man, there's so many fucking places. Oh, there. my God. I'm sorry, ma'am. Is this a one bear claw or two bear claw situation? <laughs> you know or are you going to need the whole goddamn <laughs> dozen? Do you know what I know? Man? I moved up in the world when I moved to Cuyahoga Falls. When I went to yeah. get my license renewed, they didn't give me any yeah. shit about the fact that it was like four months after I should have renewed it. Oh, okay. And when they took my picture, they turned it around and asked, is this okay? Ah, and I've never experienced that. Wow, that's weird. It was kind of a shitty picture, but I was so shocked. I was like, yeah, it's If fine. you ever do go into the situation and you do want to renew your plates and the, the vehicle, the motorcycle or car has been in situ for too long, they will charge you an extra 25 or $35, depending on where you are, because the vehicle has gone out or it's expired, gets registration. This is nothing compared to what those poor bastards in California have to go through, but... If they do that, it is an affirmative defense in Ohio to say it's a seasonal use vehicle. Yeah. Or it's been off the road doing repairs. Yeah, my birthday's in December. There's no fucking way I'm yeah. giving the DMV like $700 <laughs> two weeks before Christmas <laughs> to register all of my stupid crap. Exactly. Have you and, been and they've always, yeah, and they've always been cool with it. They're like, have you been driving this 1996 Mustang Cobra through the winter? No. And there was one day when I was having a bad day, I was like, what do you think? <laughs> I love it. I tell the ladies all the time, I'm like, no, that's my winter car. No, that's my summer car. That's his winter car. That's a summer car. Yeah, and Fine. they're always cool with it. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't know that twenty dollars applied to motorcycles. And, it does and RVs hmm. and stuff like. That. I don't know. Well, mopeds. maybe not. Maybe not. Because I did my my two bikes. I went in right. and I I think they and she prorated it. Yeah, I went in. She prorated it. I, they cut She's a little like, off because yeah. you're because I was a few a month or two late. You know? Yeah, my birthday's in June, so I always will be like skate skate for a little while and be like, oh yeah, go in there and get my stickers. But I will tell you, yeah. if you go more than a year without like if you're over a year, yeah. throw your plates away. You have to buy yeah, all, all new registration. Buddy. Oh, okay. They yeah, terminate. Yeah, yeah. They delete your registration. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you have to start one over. year. Yeah. You have to get a new yeah, and it's weird though because yeah. if you have historical tags on a right. car, that shit stays in the system forever, forever till yeah. two thousand. Like when I go to renew yeah. plates, like yeah. I'll have, I'll, I'll be reminded of shit that I never should have sold. Oh yeah. And oh, it's just all, like every time I go to renew plates, like yeah. I need another two or three years. I don't miss girlfriends, but I miss cars a lot. The plate was on it. Yeah. Oh. It's historical plates. I mean, I love that aspect of Ohio is that our historical plates do last for 50 years. You can get personalized historical plates, and it only costs you like $30 extra a year. Yeah, it's between $30 and $60 a year to get historical. I found out Uncool is available. So you've seen my stands up. There's no more perfect plate for it. I have a 1988 Nissan Stanza wagon, flat floor, no B-pillars. I can fit two pooks or one motorcycle. 98 cc's of Austrian muscle, which basically... Doubles the horsepower. Of the <laughs> that's what's in it, and that's what's on it. So yeah, but that's that. Like, so this is what we're gonna have next. Uh, next week we'll talk about because I will have brought the other bikes home by then. So we'll talk about those other ones that came in. But yeah, the ones that I brought home this time. You know, like I said, big ass, big ass Versys with all the bags. Got the the MTV 700. You know, the new PC 800. And uh, I have ridden it around, and it's a good bike. I mean, like. It's people are. I've been reminded that the PC800 has more horsepower than the NTV, but I will Not say that the NTV. More. Well, but the NTV weighs a lot less. Yeah, it's like fifty-two yeah. versus fifty-four. Or something yeah, like that. and the NTV weighs a hell of a lot less, and the brakes on the NTV are so fucking sweet. So they're very. That's nice. It's nice to ri- ride a bike 
like that, that finally when I grab the front brakes, shit stops. <laughs> Are you going to replace your PC-800 with this uh, NT? Yeah, I'm selling the PC-800, so that'll go up for sale. And uh, I'll put that up. That'll hit, you know, Cycle Trader or something. We'll get rid of that. Nice. And then we'll sell that one off, and then I'll replace the Steve, PC. Steve, you'll buy it, right? Because, I mean, I need, I need to have the commuter kind of vehicle. And as much as I joke around and be like, well, the Versys is going to buy my commuter, it's not. It's for sale. You know, it's... But the NT, that NTV, I, I bought it for less than I paid <laughs> for my PC-800. So, and I, I will sell the PC-800 for more than I paid for the NTV. So it sounds like you made out. That's a wash on that one. So that's just upgrading to fuel injection and, mm-hmm. and, disc, and better brakes, which is what I'm trying to do with my whole fucking world, is upgrade to fuel It's always a really good feeling when you're like, yeah. I want to upgrade this car or bike, and then you just buy something else that already has that shit. Yeah. It like, is. as much fun as it is to wrench yourself. It's but it's, yeah, it's it becomes this thing where it's like, it's just more practical to be able to do it in one move. That's fucking way better, to be able to just do it in one move. Anybody yeah. else know what our other pod- podcast topics were before we run away on weird you, fucking... I, I thought one of the topics was, do you have any other topics? <laughs> yeah, do you have any other topics? That was the bonus topic. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you remember that seat I bought from you two years I ago? I do, I do. I finally got it mounted. I know. And the day I mounted it, Facebook reminded me that I bought my bike two years ago. Is it really? Did yeah. it do that? So it was you had... the exact day. It was two years to the day. And I wow. think I ordered the the seat before I actually took delivery you did. of the bike. So. You ordered the seat. It was a I built, gotta say. It was a Biltwell seat, right? Yeah. yeah I gotta say, seat. center punches, Yeah. there's a level above center punches. And you guys probably already know this. I'm not calling you old or anything. But <laughs> I discovered... Um, Knockouts? No, no, it's a, it's a punch. <laughs> Roofies? Oh, sorry. Roofies. Knockouts. Why can't I remember the <laughs> name like of it? Uh, basically, I bought this stuff for gunsmithing, and it ended up being perfect because I fucked up my fender real bad, but it was already <laughs> fucked up. So I bought a new fender. Yeah. Uh, which is hard because I apparently bought a weird year of Sportster, which I didn't know you could do that. But uh, <laughs> it's not a center punch; it is a transfer punch. Transfer punches are the greatest fucking tool ever invented. You will feel like a god drilling holes when you use it. Because it's like impossible to fuck up with a transfer punch. Because all you do is you get, you line up the thing that you want to transfer the holes to. In this case, I just put the seat on the bike and mocked it up. And then instead of using a center punch, fucking up, I used the uh, transfer punch. That was the exact same diameter as the hole in the seat. So impossible to screw up. Hit that with a hammer. Mm. Then in the center of that dimple, then you put your center punch. And then it's impossible for the drill to Mm. move. The transfer punch is essentially a flat drift or a punch, but there's a a nipple in the middle of it. They're great. They're they're amazing. They are a gunsmithing tool, and they're very handy to have around. There's Mm. like, you can get a huge, you can get a set of more of them than you'll ever need, sizes you will never need for like $10 at Harbor Freight, and you use that 25% off coupon, because of course you do. And, uh... Just the greatest tool ever invented. It's like it's my new favorite tool. You hit it once and it looks like a mushroom. <laughs> I gotta set it up and they're right here. <laughs> they work real good. You put a crosshair in the middle of that. And, and then yeah. Bing, bing. I almost screwed up the new fender that I bought, which I was lucky to find it, because again, I bought a two thousand sportster, which hmm. means that instead of twenty five years worth of shit fitting, it's three years of worth of shit that you can fit. And uh I was going to use the pinstripes on the fender. Surprise, surprise. Pinstripes weren't. It was like a factory second fender, so it had never been on a bike. But the, the pinstripes were off-center, so I'd use the uh, other holes. I've never been so proud of drilling a hole in my entire life. 
But like drilling a hole on like a curved surface through sheet metal that's like painted and stuff, it's just like it's the, the stuff that gets you is never the stuff that you think. It's always mm -hmm. the stuff you think is really easy and then you screw that up. Who likes motorcycle sports? I do. Who likes motorcycle sports using inappropriate equipment? I like it even That's the only motorcycle sport I like. <laughs> Good segue. Let's uh, continue. Who likes motorsports? Motorcycle sports using inappropriate equipment where they serve alcohol. Okay. Oh, oh man. Let me talk about, um, what are we talking about, like some kind of polo or something? We're talking about motorcycle indoor flat tracking. Okay. I've seen that before. On concrete, <laughs> where the principal ingredient is Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Why Dr. Pepper specifically? Or Coca-Cola. All right, so here we are. At the Wallstein Center. At the Wallstein Center. Oh, dude, Don't call it the gonorrhea. 727. July 27th here in Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. We are extremely excited to announce the Mama Trides Flat Out Friday. We'll be coming to the Wolstein Center in Cleveland on July 27th, 2018, which happens to be the exact night before the Fuel Motorcycle Show yeah. here in Cleveland, mm -hmm. which is a big goddamn deal. Now, why do I bring this up? I don't know. Do you want to go watch this event? Fucking A. Do you want to go be in this event? No. Yes. <laughs> Guess yes. what? Yeah. Guess what kind of license you need? None. None. <laughs> wow. License. None. There is no sanctioning body for this event. No This is truly RWB motherfucker. Run what you brung. I am not kidding. <laughs> flat Out Friday is an indoor flat track motorcycle race on a Dr Pepper soda syrup sur surface. Dr Pepper soda syrup surface. The dried syrup will allow the bikes to stick to the floor for maximum traction and speed. If you haven't experienced this before, at the motorcycle show last year, the stunt show hmm. was going on, yeah. and to give the bikes that were jumping into the air and falling out of the air, nearly killing their riders on multiple occasions, uh, they put down Coca-Cola syrup to give extra traction on the concrete floor surface. I thought, I thought that was for cushioning. No, <laughs> not nearly. How many microns of Coca-Cola does it take to prevent a double compound fracture? One. One. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Sparky and I were walking across, I thought I was going to lose a shoe. This shit is fucking <laughs> sticky. And to give you an idea, there's a picture here of a dude going knee down. In fact, foot down, knee down, shin down, thigh down, damn near elbow, elbow down. On a, and not a little bike. That's an Indian Scout. Yeah. So there's your Indian I'm Scout. I'm out. Yeah, but hold on. That's too serious. No, well, but if you fall off, you get stuck in it, and it's like the flag. Yeah, yeah, the helmet, real good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like those mousecaps. Right, yeah. I'm picturing barrel racing down at Mid Ohio. Oh, really? But are you are you picturing something more like this, which is literally eight dudes on mini bikes? Yes. Now that and those I, mini bikes may have come from Sears. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. But those oh, are definitely you, mini bikes. I like that one guy in the end. He looks about my size. And he's about your size. And they're all wearing the official. Not in DOT built well helmets. <laughs> the official helmet of indoor flat tracking, apparently. Um, there's two dudes that are wearing sunglasses. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Do you uh, run, run, run what you brung? There's four inch wheels on that thing. Can we it has a, a basket on the front with flowers <laughs> we've on it. We've got a racing engine for a Vespa. Yeah. So we can set up one. 
I I, I set I got the cafe seat on the fucking. We have literally a uh, picture of a Briggs and Stratton powered Sears mini bike with bikes. a basket on the front. The My poop will kick the shit out of that thing. The point being, you gotta run it to find out. We can run the Diablazis uh, out there. So. There are clearly equipment. There are people there that have things that, that, that work. There are hay bale walls. That person is about to receive their very first ever broken collarbone. Huh. There he's in the process. There's a photograph of a person oh. just eating shit into a hay bale with most of the motorcycle in his asshole. And, uh, yeah. And the motorcycle is literally yeah. in his asshole. There's no doubt about it. You see where his feet are? Yeah, he's accepting all of that motorcycle's manhood. Yeah, and that looks to be like an old. That looks like it's uh It's yeah. racing against an Aramachi Harley Davidson. I was gonna say that's like a There's an Aramachi or Harley Davidson next to it, so it might be like oh, an yeah, XT500 yeah, 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 yeah. or something. But he's getting the full rectal cranial inversion on that one. The uh, and this is seventy year, seventy eight year old Chuck Dickinson flipped his bike into some hay bales and got up like nothing happened. That a boy, Chuck. Wow. Way to go, Chuck. Yeah. But that's what scares the Dickinson out of him. Scares the Dickinson out of him, yeah. yeah. Intense moments at the starting line. Everybody on the starting line is wearing bifocals. There is nobody on the starting line who's not wearing bifocals. And it's a very spirited event. Like, people are having a good time. Okay, you talked us into it. We can yeah. take those old fuckers. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean this... Like, I this just go down there like some young, young bucks and show them what we're made of. Is right. Is there a, a ruckus class, by chance? Is there? Is there? I Did, did I mention that there was a mini bike with a flowered basket on the front of it? <laughs> I can't keep up with him. Look that at that. Mean, I thought you meant, like, I would have to enter my sportster into this. If I can enter the, the Pook Maxian, I'm totally in. 100%. I am fairly... And now let me get, let's just, for the sake of individuals, let's just talk about, you know, classes. Because. I have none. Right. Exactly. Uh, so classes. We're going to go ahead and read you what the classes are. Open amateur. I thought you said you had to have bifocals. Yeah. Open. I'm wearing well, well, glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Open amateur. Riders are 12 years and older. They must be 14 years old to ride a 450. No brakeless bikes. The bikes must be fully framed and no hooligans. The hooligan is a thing. Okay. Uh, Four-stroke brakeless. Riders must be 18 years old at the event and engines must be model year 1981 or earlier. No brakes or suspension are allowed. Ouch. That's speedway bike. Speedway bikes. Mm -hmm. Women's. Riders must be 12 years old and older. Must be 14 years old to ride a 450. No brakeless bikes. Bikes must be full frame. No hooligans. Okay. Uh, Open. must have a vagina. Open vintage. Engine size is unlimited. Nowadays, no. Right. How do you identify? Uh, Engine size is unlimited. Riders must be 18 years of age at the event. Engines must be model year 1981 or earlier. Rear brakes are mandatory. Okay. Open expert. This is the only one that has this line, and I think this is hilarious. Participants must have a license to enter. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. Like a driver's license? Like an operator's license. license? The bar Scuba for diving. expert. I'm sorry. In the military, you must be able to put at least 98 out of 100 on the target to get expert. Here, you must need to have a license from the sanctioning body. Now, in other organizations I've raced for, you need to have a fucking license to get out of the goddamn track. In novice class. Here, to be an expert class, a license. 
Okay, very nice. Open Hooligan. Riders must be 18 years or older. Modern, 1986 and newer. Stock frame twins. 750cc minimum. There you go. There's your... I'm in. No dirt bikes and no pros. Okay. Goofball. Inappropriate. I'm not making this up. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Inappropriate motorcycles. Inappropriate racers. Street bikes with headlights, taped or covered. Costumes are encouraged. Contact Jeremy Prock at info.flatoutfriday at gmail.com to see if you make the cut. I like the fact that they're giving more fucking audition. They're giving more fucking criteria to meet the goofball inappropriate class than they are the fucking expert class. Okay, anyway. Can you imagine, like, dying in a really dumb costume? Oh, no. You're going to die. That's the only thing. Oh, no. I have another class for you. All right. Goofball inappropriate, not fucking weird enough for you? (laughs) I'm sorry. We have another class. It's called Boonie. Furry class. (laughs) Remember they said costumes. Costumes mandatory. Boonie. Riders must be 18 years or older. Pull start. I said pull start. Rigid rear. 12-inch wheels or smaller. Foldable or removable left peg mandatory. Oh, oh a bike. Full-faced helmets required. That's a boonie. Go ahead. ATC 110. I think they have to have two wheels. Doesn't say that, does it? Doesn't it? say that. All right. Pull start. Uh-huh. Last class. Left foot peg? We can make that. Last class. The Mad Dog class. <laughs> the riders must be 18 years or older. Wow. The bikes have to be 100 to 200 cc's, four strokes. But they have to be youth frames. Which means all your PWs, all your youth frame bikes, the bikes that are mini size, the 12 inch, 14 inch wheel bikes, the little little fuckers. 200 cc though. 200 cc. Trixie. Trixie? Exactly. (laughs) Trixie, the spade. Right. These are youth frames only, the mad dog class. I fucking love this. As far as I'm concerned, the only thing wrong with this is it only happens one day. Uh, 11 a.m. is load in. I mean, it's a lot of fucking getting geared up for like a fucking day. There's going to be a lot of dead people after this. Yeah, it's so right down the street, though. It's right down the street. Come on, 11 a.m. Uncle Phil, we want you to represent us. 11 a.m. is load in and rider registration. You're a, you're 1.30 p.m. is riders meeting. 2 p.m. is practice. 4 p.m. is the select heats. 5 p.m. the doors open. At 6 p.m. they'd have a pit walk because yeah. you have to. Uh, at 7 p.m., they do the national anthem. At 7.05, there's the heats. At 8 p.m., is the semis. At 8.45, is the mains. It's a tight schedule. And at 9.30 p.m., the helicopters arrive and take away all the fucking bodies. <laughs> and Trump's doing that. They probably just use a Zamboni to just fucking come up with a Zamboni and just fucking clear all you fuckers off. They're all stuck to the Pepsi. They're all stuck to the Coke juice. Yeah, they're like rats on a fucking glue trap. You're like, well, that's the point of impact. How do you know? He's still there. I'm trying to decide if I want to get kicked out of my van because I broke a limb. Yeah, yeah. Flashbacking the pook. Yeah. And I think the answer is yes. Yeah, uh, there is a payment involved. I don't think it's a lot. Let's find out. (laughs) Let's find out what the cost is. Uh, let's let's find out. By because God. listeners, you can contribute to get Phil into the. Uh, yeah, I don't even think we need trap. to worry about that. Go fun, hey, man. it's uh, it's forty bucks. That's not bad. Oh, that's more I pay for the whole fucking forty bucks. I know, right? Forty bucks. So for forty bucks, you probably get something. I'd venture to say that if you're in the, uh, if you're in the uh, goofball inappropriate class, 
Well, that's a thing. <laughs> that's absolutely a thing. And that's when the little mini bikes and all that little, you know, shit. Phil, you're in it, man. Starts to look pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, Bruce so, has a twin engine Briggs and Stratton powered mini bike. <laughs> Both engines are pool start. Then it's fucking qualifies. <laughs> okay, so. Did you wear a Sam, like one of those fake sumo wrestling outfits? Yes. An inflatable, oh, yeah. an inflatable sumo outfit? Can we take the short, get like, can we cut your that boss in half be. and make it a short boss? And then I want to say the answer on that is yes, unless otherwise stated. <laughs> That's one of those things where you just do a, don't ask first, just do so it. So the question is, if you wanted to go into like the expert and actually be serious about this, could you throw like a uh, um, FXS out there? Oh, that'd be interesting. Put a zero electric bike out yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, Instant we'd, torque we'd, and moving. We would yeah, need a ride. battery. Yeah. Would, <laughs> yeah, on concrete, that's exactly what you need. It's that's sticky. 100%. It's sticky oh, now. Stick. Yeah, yeah, the FXS. FXS. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot about that the uh, Coca-Cola. Yeah, the FXS would stick. It's got a nice tire. Well, that would kill everything out there. I know. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, just coming out of the corner and just everything. One of the guys that's an old-timey flat-track racer uh, that we know here and we know uh, we know and love here at the shop, Will Stoner, he came by today and clued me in about this and was like, Phil, you guys really ought to do something because they're really, they're really, they're, they're trying to find participants. Sparky was just talking about putting an FXX in the uh, expert class if we could find a rider. Well, that's a real an good idea. Put an electric in there. might be a lot of fun. Uh, do an electric or, you know, there's just, there's a... A metric shit ton. How are they going to touch that? How many CCs is it? It's, it's, yeah, not, it's, it's, it's zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, I don't. Zero CCs. If you can get my bike to the Wolstein Center, I will do it. We can put a poster on the, on the zero. You can wear your Elvis outfit. Borrow <sighs> that from Liza again. Yeah, the. Uh, I'm not joking. I think that this would be a lot of fun to do it on either the inappropriate, the inappropriate class, mm. or do it in that little uh, that juniors. The junior division class, because if you fall down, you're falling about twelve mm. inches. Do they want to have like a Rokan? They could just like go out there and like go just like, block. Yeah, just <laughs> block. Two miles now. There was a Rokan on Craigslist. A yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's the only motorcycle in the world that's slower than anything made by John Deere. There's, there's just. There's very little reason a rototiller would be faster. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, is there a rototiller class? But that, that's no, actually, but the there ro- is rototiller racing. There's it? rototiller racing. What? It's, it's, it's there fucking is, crazy is what it is. Is there auger racing? It's, there's belt yeah. sander racing. You take yeah, a, yeah, that they just, basically yeah. take a rototiller and put wheel, take the tines off yeah. and put wheels on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Do you have to run Way too it? fast. No, 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 it's got a sulky. You're sulky. You're oh, okay, sulky. you're not yeah. running with it. No, so you're standing behind it on a sulky. But you're standing behind it on a sulky, and it goes from 0 to 80 miles per hour in like now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the craziest <laughs> goddamn like thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, now that's something. No, but I've seen there's like tons of guys who get the post hole started and then lay on top of it and. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the thing. Well, man, humans will race just about any. I mean, chainsaw races. Yeah, it's every damn. Thing. I mean, it's like I said, cutting wood, but I mean, belt sander racing, racing is yeah. Belt it, sander yeah, racing. Yeah, if it exists and it has an engine on it, we will figure out a way to compete. It's cool. The uh, I don't I don't think there's. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, one, it's indoor, which is totally unnecessary in July, except for the fact that it's happening downtown Cleveland. Yes, yeah, so you're close to the hospital. Well, yeah, and it's mm. 50, and it's like fifty. That's 50- CSU, right? Yeah, Wolstein yeah, Center, yeah. yeah. And it's 15 bucks to get in. So, you know, it's $15 to get in, and it would be fun to get some little weird, you know, youth frame 
125, you know, or an really XR100. Hot, I have a really hot XL125 motor. Well, there you go. <laughs> but I do motor. love the idea of Bruce's uh, twin-engine minibike. You'd have to resurrect it, of course. Oh, Phil, you well, sold the YSR50. We did sell the YSR50. They fun. were pristine. That's, that's well, that was on yeah. Craigslist, too. Yeah. There is? Yeah, they yeah, were yeah. How much are they asking for it? I don't even remember. Probably too much money. Couple, like two weeks ago, it was on there. Yeah. yeah. They're big fucking money. I have an idea that, I mean, if you guys have ever been to the Wolstein Center, you'll know that the ice isn't real big. And this is probably what size they're running it. They're probably going to run some sort of an oval. It's probably going to be in the amount of space mm-hmm. that one would have. Maybe a quarter mile. Not even going to be a quarter mile. No, it won't be a quarter mile. Maybe an eighth mile. Maybe an eighth mile. Maybe. Within the size of an ice rink. Right, exactly. So in that way, it's kind of mostly, you know, you're just making a, you know, you're just in a perpetual leg out situation. And I don't know because I've never driven anything on Dr. Pepper. I don't know if we're expected to be... I mean, are you literally flat tracking? Are you going to have the ass end hanging out? Or are you just using this enhanced traction? You know? And it looks to me I like guess people... it depends on how much power you right. have. Right. Yeah. Can you break the rear tire? Can you break yeah. it loose? It sure it? looks like these guys are yeah. hanging it out, man. These guys look like they're drifting. So mm-hmm. every picture I've seen of it sure as fuck looks like everybody's got their, you know, their front wheel and their back wheel are pointed in different directions. Uh, now that's in the pro class, clearly, mm-hmm. and it does seem that the tire choice in this thing is wild. Uh, it, it's it's all over the place. I mean, it, clearly nobody has discovered yet what the exact right tire for this event is. Um, it seems Nobbies. to be a, a lot of flat tracker. Nobbies. Seems to be a lot of flat tracker tires. That seems to be consistent. Is the right, guys so who are the guys who are on Dr Pepper? You need an insulin infused tire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. it. You know what you works good with Dr Pepper? Cheeseburgers. They <laughs> get cheeseburgers on my tire. They grab onto that Dr Pepper. No problem. No problem. Just ask my arteries. I've done a lot of thinking, and I've decided yeah. this is how I want to go. This is how I want to go. This is going to be it. Uh, but yeah, it sounds fun. I mean, this as far as I'm concerned, it's a you know flat out indoor. Concrete fucking humdinger. It's a giant fuck you to the entire world of safety. You know? (laughs) I mean, come on. I can hear bones breaking. Do you know that the people's cracking? The people that sweep the floor after this event have OSHA rules. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, they do. The guys who run the sweeper that are going to clean up have OSHA rules. Well, what about trying to get all that syrup off the concrete? I can only imagine. Like, you're going to have to sign a waiver this thick. It's like a Bible. The guys that fucking clean up the stands and pick up the pop bottles and shit, they've got OSHA rules. But the people on the track providing the entertainment, they're telling you you're going to fall down. The meat. The meat. Yeah. Are you not entertained? This, harkens, <laughs> this is a gladiator game. This harkens back to 1920s board track. It does. Yeah, like, yeah, we yeah, saw yeah. the shirt, the, the silent mm-hmm. partner shirt is the spirit of that. It's like, dudes are like, oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to build a banked uh, track out of tuba-force. Billions and billions of tuba-force. Enough to build a roller coaster or, or enough housing for the poor people of Cleveland. But no, we're going to run motorcycles around at breakneck speeds in the early 1900s. With no safety gear whatsoever, and people are going to get impaled, and the one dude actually died from splinters. Mm-hmm. How the f- whoa? That's yes, a thousand cuts. He died of splinters. That sucks. How do you die of splinters? That straight up sucks. But that's a real thing. That's a thing. Somebody died from splinters. I used to because think because when you're going worst. 75 miles an hour and hit broken 
lumber. Weather. That's my yeah. biggest yeah. splitter. <laughs> yeah. Broken, broken lumber. I thought, like, Ray yeah. Chapman was, like, the, the worst pre-war Cleveland death. He was the last Major League Baseball player to die during a game. He got hit by a pitch. Oh. In the head. Okay. Which All is right. how you die. I thought that was the fastball. Yeah. yeah. should make the wood out of the shit of his teeth. I just think that a lot more people in polo <laughs> should die based on that. <laughs> Not because like of any blah, ball velocity. I just think that people who play polo should die. <laughs> <laughs> just personal opinion. That's all. Just me. I've been to a few polo matches and that'd really? be a good start. Yeah. Well, they have the polo fields down on the on Chardon, okay. and that way over on the east Bob side, Chagrin River, there? Chagrin River Reservation. Mm-hmm. I. I was dating a girl and she was into the the horse things, you know, the equine uh, fascination. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a horse enthusiast. Look what what she did when I wasn't there is entirely between her and the horse. But uh, <laughs> Catherine, something I can't remember her name. But anyway, of course the, uh, her name was fucking Catherine. <laughs> Zeta Jones. Oh my goodness! Only, it was spelled with. I know it was spelled with a C. So anywho, yeah, yeah. So uh, great, but the, great. Yeah, Cat, exactly. Yes. She was great. Yeah. The uh, cat's friend, yeah. But yeah, so I went to the I went to the polo matches, and I was just like at the polo matches, sitting there going, "Well, isn't this something?" Just see, they had. It was where I discovered what a shooting break was. Shooting breaks are pretty fucking. Cool. Well, was what I'm saying, but you shouldn't know what a shooting break is because you have to be a feet British and Tory and an asshole to even like be considering a shooting break. It's a car in what you place your rifles. What are for firing shot? You know, it's a. It's I a, didn't know what it was. You, I, we went to shoot shotguns. Right. And you're like, oh, did you bring your shooting break? Did you bring like, your shooting break? Like, uh, right. I got the drawer, and <laughs> the guns, and my old jeep. Right. No, but your jeep. <laughs> the whole idea is it's the it's a car with which the back of the car, instead of designed to call to haul people or dogs or cargo, is designed to hold a rack of guns. And shells. I feel like a shooting break yeah. is like the most alpha car you can buy. It is the most alpha car you can buy. Because it is saying, like, there were shooting breaks that were made by Bentley and whatnot that came with a grip of guns in them. That's Yeah, that's yeah. like right. everything that I... Like, if there were if there were breasts involved somehow, mm, yeah, that would be, like, my favorite thing. Because, like, it's 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 an, a European car. It's European, right. That's yeah. like a sexy station wagon. Yep, exactly. With guns in it. Yep. It's an estate... For assholes who have more than the estate, yeah, it's for assholes who keep their horses at other assholes' estates to go chase foxes around. I really don't appreciate yeah. you bringing up the shooting brakes. <laughs> I'm really content owning like three station wagons, and I'd forgotten about shooting brakes. Because like I'm in Cuyahoga Falls, right. I'm not that side of Cuyahoga uh, Falls. The difference between a station wagon and a state and a shooting brake is the tray in which the guns are offered up. I think yeah. it's some sort of a, a vessel inside to. Hang your uh, a vessel to to put your <laughs> bespoke you to, to put your bespoke shotguns. The vessel that's and such to a put good your word, bespoke, bespoke rifles and whatnot. You know, because that's the kind of asshole that would own. I want to be mail. that asshole. Yeah. I'm this kind of asshole, yeah. but I you're aspire close. to be. A you're close. You just don't have any money. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> it. I don't have any money because <laughs> you know what I need a whole grip of polo ponies. Right, yeah. exactly. And it's just like that's the thing. I'm not into that, and so of course, yeah, Woof. yeah I know. Right? Weird me the fuck out. Man. Teach them to swim because I like water. Polo. I like water polo. That's exactly it. Horses with snorkels. I'm in. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. The, uh, but yeah, I don't. I, yeah, 
I, I don't think that that's it. But the idea of indoor indoor arena arena based sports on motorcycles. This is as close to rollerball as we're going to get. <laughs> rollerball. We, so we're doing. So we're doing it right. I'm think I'm making serious. I will be looking seriously at small, uh, inappropriate motorcycles at AMA Vintage Days. You know so, what would be really good for this? Actually, a TW two hundred would actually be really good. It for probably this. could be yeah. because it's got so much meat on. There's the side a lot of meat. back, Let's, and you might get into that inappropriate category. Underinflate that tire, just like have all yeah. those trucks. Yeah. I, I saw a thing where they did I ice racing. I think I know where there are a couple of those. Yeah, they they did a, a thing with ice racing yeah. one time. They were like in Minnesota. No, I'm sorry. What about it? B dubs. That's a 125. Oh, yeah, the RV. The RV's a candidate. My B dubs are candidates. You still have the RV there. Yeah. You're in. Yeah. Yeah. I got the beat up. We need to get you a bear costume. Like a like an animal bear, not Johnny like Chrome you bear. bear. If a C seventy fits in there somewhere, maybe I'll ride. Well this is the thing, is a C seventy would fit in there, I think. And and I do think You that, said inflatable, right. I was like searching for it. And that's why I think that I didn't like that it had a minimum one hundred CCs. <laughs> a minimum? The one class was one hundred to two hundred CCs. Was that the <laughs> the weird class? <laughs> yeah, the the step up from the the, no, not the inappropriate. Yeah. I think the inappropriate <laughs> class is Roman Chaprung baby. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have my costume for the inappropriate That's class. Perfect. That is an inflatable Ooh. tutu. But I could make it an is. inflatable ballerina. <laughs> I could make a CT70 pool star. Of course you could. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah they had that. You could do that. Well, just take yeah. the thing off of mm-hmm. a yeah. ATC. Yeah. Same as make it an ATC. I know a guy who might have some parts for me. Oh, that's a good idea. That's an excellent idea. When is the date? July? July 27th. 27th. Yeah, July 27th. So this remembers, we have AMA Vintage Days to yeah. think about that. So at AMA Vintage oh, Days, shit. we could br- drag home some horrible bad idea. I got a, I like got if you had that Yamaha there. fucking 50, you'd be in. I traded the Yamaha 50 mm. for a fucking BMW body panels. That's There you go. Traded it out. for a microphone. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So we have AMA Vintage Days to think about this uh, this idea, this bad idea, this horrible idea. What was the, the inappropriate class? What was the engine rule? Inappropriate class? Yeah. I think it had to be powered by gasoline. <laughs> I think it had to be quote an engine. Oh no, because it's inappropriate. We can do homework. Well, there goes right. the zero then. Well, I don't know. I didn't look into anything regarding the zero ab- about that. We I need a zero to go to the expert class. Yeah, classes. Okay, here we go. We're looking for goofball, inappropriate motorcycles, inappropriate racers, street bikes with headlights taped or covered, costumes are encouraged. Hello. Contact Jeremy Prockett, whatever, to see if you make the cut. So that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Boonie. The, the boonie is that was the rigid rear pull start, 12-inch wheels. That's the boonie. And then there's the mad dog, which is uh, 100 to 200 cc four-stroke on youth frames only. I really think that any of these things are going to be kind of for everything that we're talking about everything we're talking about here is going to be uh, contact Jeremy contact Jeremy and, and he'll see what you got going on yeah because, yeah you're good yeah, yeah you're good you're fine that's fine what I really do think is that the goofball inappropriate class is going to be 87 uh, an 87 rider field I think oh, it's going to be gonna the, the grid. Over. The grid is going to go the whole oval. Nuts the butts. Have you ever seen <laughs> a low budget yeah. county fair? <laughs> yes. You've seen a low budget county fair oval yes. track race or a low budget county fair demo derby. They're so tight. They don't want you to get any velocity. You might hurt something. They would take they would literally like 150 yeah. cars and they yeah. would yeah. line them up all In the way. In a circle. You, the last yep. guy is running right up the first guy's head. Yes, he is. Circle your wagons. Circle your wagons. <laughs> That's exactly right. 
See, I think this has got some. I think this has got some actual potential, potential mm. for us. I mean, look, the worst thing that's going to happen is that you're going to fall on the ground and get run over by another bike. Ew. Break a collarbone. That is concussion. the worst thing that get can your happen. Teeth knocked out. No, you get a full face helmet. Yeah, you get a full face helmet on. I'm honestly way more worried about breaking a wrist or breaking an elbow or yeah. something like that. I mean, I've fallen off of enough motorcycles, and I'm going to tell you that I... for this level of competition, I'm going to recommend. Not one, not two, but three cocktails before the race. Because <laughs> when you go time. down, you'll go down. You don't want to go down fighting. I have six hundred hours of accumulated sick time at work. Oh, I am fully licensed and insured. Six hundred hours of accumulated sick time. So anything uh, you can have a hip replacement and still make it oh, back to good. work. Anything short of paralysis. I got four or five weeks. Four or five weeks stretch, no problem. Yeah, I think that's golden. I have twenty eight hundred hours. Look at you. Oh, <laughs> Would you like to burn up about twelve hundred hours? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Does Johnny Five qualify for any of those? Oh, oh my oh, God! Perfect. Oh. Yeah. Does Johnny Five indeed? Oh, well, it's 125 cc's. Mm. It's got 10 inch wheels. Mm-hmm. It's an automatic. With brakes. You stand on it. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, I mean, doesn't say anything about sitting. You can't sit. Thing. You can't sit on Johnny Five. But it gives, you had to. Sit. And it does give you a phenomenally low center of gravity. Yeah. I mean, that is just the, that's just one step up from a powered skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> this so. is the kind of diversity you need in a class like that, too. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Right. In that kind of class. It is a really good idea to have diversity. And if you send this person a photograph of you riding Johnny oh, yeah. Five in both the standing or sitting scenario. Or five people riding Johnny Five. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do like what the idea of I love the idea of the mini bike with two motors though. What uh, has has the Madass been brought up yet? No, the Madass has not even been trotted out in a long time. But I think it's too serious. I think the Madass will put you into an honest to God category where people will know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the madass may be teetering on actual authenticity because it's 125 cc's. It has 16 inch wheels, you know, and has suspension. Uh, it, I have at least three horizontal shaft Bridgman straps. Does it say anything about type of? We fuel? could make a triple. No, no, no not nothing in here says type of fuel yet. And there's also no mention. I'm looking at it right now. There's absolutely no mention of electric whatsoever. Nothing. You don't know. So no, what I don't. What do you want to run on? Uh, no, full nitro. I'm no, no. That's no. You know what's even better than winning? Going airplanes. Being the reason they have to rewrite the rules. Next also year. true, <laughs> right? Yeah, I totally agree. That is the that the the that winning thing. is making them rewrite uh-huh, the rules. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Run yeah. aviation fuel. Hey, look. It's a bri- the Baja thing is <laughs> well, brakes no, 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 and it's no. pull start, isn't it? Just going to like an alcohol or going to a high, yeah, like an Avgas doesn't add power. That all that does. is... It's, Take care of detonation. Yeah, it's right. cooling. Yeah. Mix some nitromethane in actually will bring the power yes. because it You it can adds, do ten percent nitromethane. It adds the fuel yeah. and the oxygen yeah. to yeah. the party. Um, yeah, ten percent nitromethane yeah. is usually a good way to make things more exciting. Start. Yeah, helicopter I can, fuel. I can yeah. tell this is going to be yeah. successful <laughs> because we haven't talked about our riding skill at all in regards yeah. to this. We've just well, talked about machinery. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. The uh, I do I do dig that whole thing. Like open hooligan and shit, you know, seven hundred and fifty cc minimum. Mm. People out there are probably going to know what they're doing, you know. I or not. <laughs> yeah. right. You could have a good coach, Eastside Bob, like but he smashed his whole left side of his body. Yeah, circle track racing. Yeah, like literally, it was just mush hamburger. You said he's a good coach. 
Thank you. <laughs> tell you what exactly. not to do. Yeah. yeah. Don't do this. Don't yeah. smash your body. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to know how to get into a swimming pool. Hey, Greg, Luganis, go over here and give me a hand. I'm interested in getting into this pool. Right. Yeah. I'd like to not remember anything, and now I'm gay. So, <laughs> so the uh, for those who remember terrible. the 80s. <laughs> oh god! Holy crap! Really? Well, you're off the hook now, other Pete. You don't have the worst taste joke. <laughs> so, anybody got anything else? We're getting dangerously close to two hours. Anybody got anything else? All right. I think that's it. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know that we can improve on that. Uh, <laughs> people. Yeah. Uh, oh we, man, yeah, Greg Luganus joke. <laughs> we did just I'm sure people would be offended. If we did just cross the. Uh, we we crossed into our 250th ticket for raffle tickets. Nice. Um, oh, and by the way, if you did purchase raffle tickets and you have not yet received a a little thank you from PayPal telling you that we did receive your ticket, it's because I'm really busy. And uh, I will, you know, we're doing them about every two weeks. I'm going through a whole rip of the people that bought tickets and sending them. Because we're doing them the old-fashioned way. I'm handcrafting each email back to you to let you know that we've got your 20 bucks. Uh, Or beaver pelt. Or your beaver pelt, in which case we do actually have a beaver pelt. Thank you very much. The uh, So, uh, remember, it's uh, clevelandmoto at gmail.com via PayPal. $20. I did see in my email today that somebody sent us $50, and I don't know what their intentions are. They get two and a half tickets. I will not sell you a half a raffle ticket. Uh, so th- I did notice, though, that the dollar amount that was... That sounds that, like two tickets and a tip to me. But it does sound like two tickets and a tip to me. Pizza money, I guess. But the, uh, but the long and short of it is 20 bucks, clevelandmoto at gmail.com, via PayPal, or throw $20 in an envelope, or a beaver pelt, apparently, will get you a ticket, which is true. Um, we have given a ticket away for a beaver pelt. So, yeah, that's how you do it. It Make sure you make it as, like, a gift or something. Don't make it for goods and services because we don't want your ticket to only be worth $17, you know, or whatever the hell that is. So, yeah, we don't want to give up, the, give up that percentage to the folks at PayPal for this awesome thing. The motorcycle in question, in case you haven't been paying attention, is a 2015 Moto Guzzi V7 done in a scrambler style. With uh, scrambler type knobbies uh, tires on there, and uh, engine bash plate, and awesome handmade Agostini two into one scrambler exhaust assist, uh, knee pucks on the gas tank, uh, crossbar motocross style handlebars, a cool little sprint rack on the back, headlight grill, headlight fork grill, belly. beautiful red, a gorgeous Rosa red, Rosa Corsa red, a mustache sticker on the aluminium <laughs> number plate. Because extra large USDA grade scrambler. Yes, it is an extra large USDA grade scrambler. And it will handle one Johnny Mecklefresh and one Phil Waters. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. That bike will haul in the mail. Who was uh, pitching? Who was catching? Uh, he was pitching. I was catching. And, and I will tell you that it is a that, that is a stout machine right there. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Fresh or the bike? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of torque on the Fresh unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaft drive, too. Imagine that. The, uh, yeah. You know, good in the deep stuff. Good, good in the dirt. Real hard, good in the dirt. Hard on the binders. Bit of a mutter. Bit, bit of a mutter. Right, yeah. Yeah, you don't go into that one half-cocked. Hey-o! All right, so hey, guys. Remember, uh, ride fast and take chances. Bump, bump, bump,
Press the fucking button.